Welcome back to Iron Fang Invasion. Last week was the climactic battle between the four members of our party here and the ghost Medusa, Elachnida. You were aware that there was going to be a Medusa. I don't think you were aware that she was a ghost until the last minute. That was a fun twist. I like that. Yep. Yep. There was nothing fun about that twist. I did not enjoy that twist. <laughs> Sarah, so new, new Tuesday, new Tuesday. Yeah, I had expectations <laughs> for that fight that once we found out she was a ghost just completely went out the window and so did my mood the whole session. <laughs> yep, there was there was much gnashing of teeth and wailing. Yep. <laughs> Mostly due to lack of player character knowledge and after the session once said player learned the knowledge understood that it wasn't quite as bad as his thought. It was still bad in the moment. He kept baiting me to open my eyes because he knew that there was a radius to her her gaze ability. And I wouldn't fall for his bait. And then afterward, he's like, yeah, I was just laughing to myself the whole time, thinking if only you just opened your eyes, you would have found out. Yeah, gaze attacks have a radius. And uh, there were two instances in that fight where I said, oh, wouldn't you have been in the radius? Now nah, you're fine. Because you were 35, so Orin at one point was 35 feet away, and Kieran at one point was 35 feet away. So there were two moments in there that I kind of hinted at that. But yeah, the whole time Sarah was complaining about like, this is ridiculous, There's, it's not like I'm looking everywhere at once, in my head I'm just like, you'd be fine. You're <laughs> fine. Just open your eyes. He likes to poke the bear. Yeah. It is pretty fun. Yeah, I do that. Well, regardless of all of that stuff, I'm sorry, irregardless of... Oh, don't you dare, you stuff. take that back. Oh, <laughs> stop saying that. Why? It means regardless, it's fine. Uh, it makes my ears bleed. The battle was a tough one, because not only was there the Ghost Medusa, there was also the two Elder Earth Elementals that were fighting against you. And the... Battle started off with some of you getting panicked, which uh, didn't start things out at the best, the best uh, foot there. But Oren was able to keep Alachnida's attention for a good few rounds with his Consecrate spell and his Heal spell, which did a colossal amount of damage. Mm, could have been better. I mean, what was it, like 65 points of damage? Like, that's that was over a third of her health in one... One should, have been, so. should have been 130, but it's fine. It's fine. Unfortunately, as the battle drew on, and as many of our climactic battles seem to, it was turning into a bit of a battle of attrition there near the end. Gideon unfortunately fell, and Jessup was subsequently turned to stone. I don't actually know if that was the right order, if it was reversed, but the two of them were incapacitated. And that left Kieran and Orin alone. They had dispatched the Elder Earth Elementals by that point, so it was a 2v1 fight. And luckily, Orin was able to, I believe it was Orin, land the final blow against Elachnida, and she vanished, leaving the two of you in this room with a dead ally and a statue ally. Both of you are heavily wounded but alive and looking around you don't see any other hostiles both of the elder earth elementals have sort of 
melded back into the stone from whence they came. What would the two of you like to do? Kieran looks at Orin and says, well, that could have gone worse, right? Yeah, I mean, any battle you walk away from is a good battle. Uh, could have gone worse. I mean, we can we can certainly bring them back, so I, I wouldn't say that was a too close of a call, but certainly more than I would have liked. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't expect uh, I didn't expect a ghost. No, neither did I, honestly, and I think that made it a lot harder. Indeed. I should mention that Kieran is now a human again. He ended that fight, Aww. I think, as a dragon. And I was thinking that we were talking as you a dragon. <laughs> I don't. You know? I don't have a good dragon voice. Like I feel like his voice would be different. It would be cool, but I I can't do a dragon voice. I've practiced and it destroys my throat, and I just can't do it. Just speak in Spanish. It's a Spanish <laughs> dragon. Spanish, 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 Spanish dragon. That's just draconic, and Galarian is just Spanish. <laughs> it's just Spanish. <laughs> That's not at all what I pictured draconic being, but okay. <laughs> right. Well, I, uh, I guess we should try and get these two back up and up and moving. Uh, I can handle Gideon. Uh, I don't think I have anything to help uh, Jessup there, but I think we have some stuff, right? Well, we do, but the problem is, is that if it doesn't work, then he's going to die. So then you'll come into play, I think. Oh, super expensive. Yeah, well, I'm hoping... You'd think that maybe Krakatan would give us some sort of reward for doing this for them, but I guess we'll have to negotiate that later. I don't know if that was part of our deal early on or if that was more just you're going to do this. So I I do have, Oren, I don't know how, if you only have one raised dead prepared. I do. Yeah, we have two diamonds at our disposal. So if we need to wait and bring Jessup back tomorrow, assuming, you know, if he dies, he'll get a fortitude save because the stone salve works like the stone to flesh spell, which you have to roll a fortitude save. I think it's DC 15. And if you fail, then you die. What's his fortitude? Uh, 12, I think. So it's not terrible. Oh, so, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's assuming buffs, though, too. So I, I don't know. Well, they persist. Yeah. Some of them might. Yeah, my beacon of luck and good hope and all those will. Yeah. All right, well... If you want to work on Gideon, then I will do what I can for Jessup here. And I will use the stone salve. I don't know what exactly stone salve is. Is raised dead like instantaneous or does it take a while? Mm, I think it's like a minute. Is that right? It is a one minute casting time. Yes. So that'll take a little bit of time. Uh, The stone salve has two uses. Have you used this before? No. Yeah, so it should have two oh, use wait. you. Oh. Wait, didn't we use some on Frampton a long time ago? I thought we had two stone salves. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the same one, because I think you found stone salve in book three in the War Beast camp, I think. Yeah, because yeah, that's where the Gorgons were. Yes. So I think we found more. So this is a new one. Yeah, so you can use the stone salve. It works as stone to flesh. So, Jessup, I need a fortitude save. Ha! Crap, Beskins. Wow. Oh, that is a oh, damn three for a fantastic 15. That was remarkably close to failing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's, this is how today's going to go, I guess. You succeed, but not by much. 
as you use this stone salve on the statue Jessup, you can see that life starts to return the color to his skin and all that. And he begins to take a few breaths. And for a moment, it looks like there's a complication. It seems like as he's breaking out of this petrification, it might be that there's internal damage. Maybe his heart's not beating. But then after a moment, like he starts taking in deeper breaths and you do see him fully unpetrify. And probably a little bit after that, uh, the raised dead casting would be completed and uh, Gideon would then also be taking breaths once more. No, nothing happens. His soul is unwilling to return. Okay. So he's, he's just dead. That's <laughs> a bit surprising. Oh, man. But yeah. Listen, we talked about this, okay? Orin specifically asked us, if so, you had said you didn't want to come back, we wouldn't have wasted a 5,000 gold diamond on your so, body. So there goes your diamond. Have a good day. Well, we'll just loot your body and sell your stuff and make up for it. Slowly drags him to the lava pit. <laughs> <laughs> what, do I, uh, what do I come up to, Jace, health-wise? I think it's just your hit dice, and I think you have two permanent negative levels, and your yeah. spells potentially are gone. I think, because you're a spontaneous caster. Yeah, so I lose half of them, right? Yeah, you no, gain you two permanent negative levels. There's a 50% chance of any spell slot being lost that you had with you. You get a number of hit points equal to your current hit dice. So for you, it would be 13, uh, 13 hit dice, hit, yeah. hit points. Any ability scores damage to zero or raised to one. You had damage, but not that much. So yeah, I think it's just you're at 13 hit points with two permanent negative levels. And uh, otherwise, you're never, never been better. When Jessup was turned to stone, did, like, are you still cognizant of the world around you or just practically time freeze for you? I don't believe so. I, I believe you're functionally unconscious. Okay. So I guess as soon as Jessup comes back, like he doesn't really know where he is. He just remembers looking and going to shoot, kind of spins around freakishly, not knowing what, and then ah, the haste. And he casts haste again. <laughs> nice. It's Love a good it. thing you weren't mid stride in the yeah, north I know, into the lava. direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't have an arrow and on your bow knocked and ready to fire right at Kieran. Because I think that's where the Medusa was or in that general direction. Yes. So be, fun, be funnier if it was towards Gideon. That's <laughs> <laughs> like such a gag thing in like a comedy show. Oh, geez. Is it uh, over? We, do we yeah, win? yeah. Don't don't worry about it, Jessup. We won. I think nothing else has come out. Came out of the ground before. Are you sure it's not hiding? Well, no, I mean, Warren took care of it, I think. Oh, I'm so glad we picked you up. Yeah, Warren, you were indispensable. Yeah, like I said, I didn't expect it to be a ghost, but uh, I think that went okay. Uh, Could have gone a lot worse. Now, did we roll a knowledge check on a ghost? We did. Yes. Okay, and we did not find out... <laughs> the information that I know of in my head for ghosts. Uh, I think you learned about incorporeals. Yeah. Okay. What did they come back? Yeah. That there's like, usually there's something you have to do to put a ghost to rest. Otherwise they can come back. Yeah. I mean, we would have learned that with the haunt. Wouldn't we? I don't know if it would have been with the haunt. It would have been specifically 
with a like. I mean, I haunts think... are similar, but I mean, since Jessup never did a knowledge roll, I mean, couldn't he theoretically roll now? You could. It was Orin that did the knowledge roll. Yes. I'm not expecting to find out what we have to do, but I think just the knowledge that she may not be permanently gone, then we need to start brainstorming, like, what do we do? Well, we have a uh, nice big lava pool here and a dead body up here that looks awfully familiar. Maybe we put the dead body in the lava. Gideon also never rolled knowledge, religion, honor, so. Yeah, if you guys want to do knowledge, religion, you can do that. Great. I don't know, that is good. 37, you learn nothing. Just kidding. Yeah, my knowledge isn't that high, I don't believe. Yeah, I can't eat that. You can aid him if you want. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. Not to metagame, but... So a 39. So with the aid, you'll get four pieces of information, I believe. Okay. So what would you like to know about ghosts? You already learned about the incorporeal trait. Yeah, so she she was a ghost proper. Yes, so Elachnida was a ghost Medusa. It can can she come back? So you know that ghosts have an a supernatural ability called rejuvenation. In most cases, it's difficult to destroy a ghost through simple combat. The destroyed spirit restores itself in a couple days. Even the most powerful spells are usually only temporary solutions. The only way to permanently destroy a ghost is to determine the reason for its existence and set right whatever prevents it from resting in peace. And then it just goes on saying how the exact means of doing that vary and it usually requires a great deal of research and so on and so forth. Um, so you do know that typically ghosts can continually rejuvenate until something occurs to stop them from doing so. You have three more questions. How do I do that? <laughs> The exact means vary with each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any ideas, anyone, things that would be helpful this post-fight knowledge? Yeah, I don't know. I think, so was this actually a body or is this a, no, this wouldn't be a statue. That's absurd. This is actually like a body? That is a physical flesh blood body. It's still like, okay, Kieran's going to come over and inspect that closer. Okay. You go over there and you're looking at that body and. Detect magic and all of that. It looks to be the physical remains of Elachnida. Uh, it, it appears to be her corpse, essentially. Still has its equipment, everything there. It seems like it has been almost like preserved by the dry heat of this chamber. Detecting magic, you do detect some, some magical equipment on the corpse. Uh, it has a magical bow magical suit of armor um you'd also find oh the suit of armor is emblazoned with the iron fang legion's crest so yeah you can identify those if you'd like to yeah is there any journal or any notes or anything mundane of value on her you do find notes that detail the defenses of vault way it also appears that one of the papers here is, I guess for lack of better word, lack of a better word, it's like a receipt for a several sets of equipment. Does it say who the equipment is supposed to be coming from? It it says that the equipment is Molthuni uh, 
spare Malthuni equipment, basically, from storage. Oh. So, like, what I'm thinking is they used that to impersonate Malthuni soldiers to come in here. Or to lay the blame on Malthoon. Interesting. Okay, yeah, well... I think, I think we thought of that, too, when they were talking about the divination with all the coins and stuff. Yeah, you know that the dwarves had cast several divinations on some of the items they were able to collect on their first investigation, and all of which pointed to the last wielders being uh, humans from Malthoon. I don't think there's anything else I need to know with those last three pieces of information about ghosts. There's not like a really convenient spell that just fixes the problem, right? Well, I mean, there's probably divination spells that we could use to help us figure out yeah yeah i don't think there's anything that would just black and white tell you right but uh there are divinations that would be helpful to figure out stuff right probably hard to say yeah i mean i have a theory that i think i mentioned last session i don't know if i said this while we were recording or not how I think she was the one impersonating the statues because this is metagaming on my part is I've never heard of someone who's been stoned, like appearing as a ghost. Like that just like we, like we talked about when Jessup was stoned, he was just a statue and he was kind of unconscious. And so that was, that was odd, but I thought maybe that's just some flavor thing for Iron Fang. But now I'm thinking that she was able to, because she was incorporeal, she must have been able to shapeshift or something and impersonate these statues. So I'm wondering if we bring them all back to life, then there's no more statues. Maybe that's what's tethering her here. Does Kieran have knowledge religion? No. Okay. He's not. He's an atheist. He's not actually, but he just doesn't have. <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> I didn't Avatar. spend ranks on that. Yeah. Also, Jason, by the way, I'm dragging her body over here so that the others can help identify when the time comes. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm not really sure how to put it to rest and right some wrongs there. I mean, we relived the wrongs that she had went through being stabbed by the tendril ghost apparitions. I mean, I don't think we can politely tell her we're just going to go find uh, General Xerxes and kill her. I don't think that's going to help. I do not know what we can do to set her at rest. Um, and he wants to take a closer look. Um, you said there was letters on her body. Did we read those yet? Jason said there were notes. I have. I didn't read them. He just kind of picked through her pockets and then dragged the body over here. And he was getting ready to I'd try to identify the equipment that she had on. Yeah, let's get through that. Maybe we'll find some more clues. So as I said, the notes are they're just notes detailing the defenses of Voltway. Oh, okay. Nothing of interest, really. Well, do we want to go? Is that other statue still here, Jason? The one that she originally was taking the form of, the one with half a face. Yeah, the hobgoblin statue is still there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Kieran, how do you expect to bring these all back to life? I mean, this guy, I don't. What are you going to do with him? He's got half a head. He ain't really going to come back. Well, I mean, we could always just toss it into the, the lava. So you want to just destroy all the statues? I mean, isn't that easier? I mean, not all the statues, obviously. This one seems to be a, an enemy, though. If we can't bring it back or if we're not willing to bring it back, then. We're just leaving it as good as dead here anyway, so it's just taking a precaution. Jessica kind of looks around, and we don't see half a face over here, do we? I, I didn't see one in here. Nope. Plus, if it wasn't actually her impersonating the Hobgoblin, 
He did try to get us to jump into that lava, which I think is actually real lava. So I don't think he was a very nice person anyway. But that's my that's my vote. Just to try to take precautions. You know, we can bring back the statues that we think are friendlies. Well, tomorrow I could I could prepare some some spells to speak with her spirit. Or at least try. Oh yeah. Uh, is that a good idea? Well, I don't think that that's risky. They, I'm just speaking to. Them. I don't think they can attack us. Um, that that does actually remind me, Orin. Uh, she mentioned it, and I'll pull out. Uh, I have a scroll to speak with dead. Of course you do. <laughs> I do. I I, you I, do. Le- I legitimately <laughs> bought this. Mm-hmm. But, no, this was back before we had a cleric. Okay, and I, and I thought that I might have to fill this role in the future, and I had it just in case an event like this came up. Okay, it's called being prepared, Sarah. <laughs> well, Gideon, if you wanna if you wanna use your scroll, then by all means, it's worth a shot. As long as you don't think there's any harm that she can do, we're all pretty beat up right now. Uh, I do not think there is any harm that she can do to us, but I'm holding to that. Uh, we should know what we're going to ask her. There's a limited number of, uh, I think it's questions that I'll be able to ask her. Is that how it works, Chase? Speak with Dead? I think it's like you get five yes or no's or something yes. like that. Yes, so Speak with Dead, you get two questions per uh, caster level, I believe. One question per two caster levels. One question per two caster levels. There we go. One one way or the other. And does his caster level right now is lower, isn't it? It goes off of the scroll, um, if he's using oh. a scroll. Okay. The corpse's knowledge is limited to whatever the person would have known in life. Uh, The answers are often brief, cryptic, repetitive, especially if they would have opposed you in life. If the creature's alignment is different than yours, it gets a will save. If successful, it can refuse to answer or attempt to deceive you. The soul can only speak about what it knew during life. Uh, Cannot event answers cannot pertain to events that occurred after its death. If it's been the subject of a speak with with dead within the past week, the spell fails automatically. So a scroll would get less questions. I mean, don't you you just ask, what makes you go away? (laughs) I mean, do we want to do that now? Or maybe should we go tell the other Kragadanian dwarves there? Just in case maybe they want to witness us? Because if they try to come back and ask questions, they're going to have to wait a week. Well, I think we don't want to wait too long. I mean... Knowing that she could come back, don't really want to have to fight her again. Yeah, please, no. I really don't know. Orin, you'd be the only one, really, that could do much against her. Yeah, so I I, I vote that we just go ahead and, and have a discussion with her now to try and understand why she's a ghost. All right. It's not my scroll. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, Gideon, if you've got any thoughts. I just, I would assume... Maybe she would want to be put to rest. I don't know if she would want to necessarily be tied to this place. And if the dwarves know that she's here, they may just leave her here and shut this whole place up and then she'll never be able to talk to anybody. He nods. So the scroll would be fifth level. So we would get two questions. Is that right? One question. Because it goes off of the minimum I think. Yeah, and Speak With Dead is a third level, so it would be a fifth level, yeah. Well, we would have two questions to ask her. And I'm sorry, they don't have to be yes or no questions, right? No, they don't have to be. Okay. 
but our answers will probably be short, if any at all. Do you think that the story that the Hobgoblin, or she, said before has any merit? I don't know. I'm not sure. It seemed plausible at the time, but I didn't really read into it to see if it made sense. Just brainstorming. Maybe something as simple as how did you die and what would give you peace? <laughs> something. Well, I mean, those. maybe maybe don't make it quite that vague because maybe what would give her peace is more people to turn to stone and we don't want that. Yeah, I mean, I think we know how she died. I felt it. That's true. That haunt, I bet it was just a knife to the back. Oh yeah, we saw that earlier. You do see a stab wound there on the corpse. The only other thing I would say is that we would get more questions if we just waited till morning. She does get a will save to resist, so the will save would be higher with Orin as well. That's true. Yeah, we get six questions yeah. if Orin did it tomorrow morning. Well, you're the religious folk. I'll let you guys make the decision. It's your spells. Well, it's a decision for the group. If you have the patience to wait in the vaults another day. Yeah. I, I mean, we do have other things that we can try to accomplish. We can put the legs back on that statue and bring him back. Maybe he's got some information. We also got the dwarf out front, too. Right. She wasn't missing any important parts, was she? Nope. We could just bring her back. Well, probably just her mind, I think. She really hated those gugs. I don't think she really wanted to come back. She insisted that she had no place. If my theory is correct, though, if... This Medusa has been impersonating the statues. Maybe it wasn't even her talking in the first place. Oh, that's true. Maybe you're right, Kieran, because if the statues weren't able to come back, it would still allow her to possess them. I'm guessing. Right. I I don't know. I think it's worth a shot. Last well, your stones out there. Jason, didn't the did the statue of the hobgoblin disappear when she like dropped the No, it's still there. I, I think it got deleted because I put her token on top of it and I might have accidentally deleted it when I did something like that, but it would still be there. Oh, don't forget what they got the uh, Gug statue, too. The one that screamed and made us all run. Didn't we destroy that? I'm pretty sure. I thought. No, we... you, you blipped us by it. I think we talked about it. Oh, well, I think that one would be safe to just kind of bash. I mean, how much do you got to bash it? I mean, the one statue was missing legs. This one was missing half a face. I mean, do you got to turn it to debris? Well, yeah, I mean, she's still... Again, if my theory is correct... The, go the ghost still came out of them, even missing some parts. So I think we'd want to make sure it was pretty much dust. Do we want to just try to bring like the gug back? Worst case, it just dies and then that's it. Well, I mean, I think if we were going to bring anybody back, wouldn't it be the, the dwarf or the human? Well, I'm not now. I'm just saying for future. Yes, I, I think for now we should rest and, and then in the morning try to commune with the spirit of the Medusa. So you don't think we should bring any of those other two, the human or the dwarf, back today? Not quite yet. I mean, it's fine if you want to. I just figured we could go for a rest. I mean, I mean, we just rested. I mean, this is like first we're, we're butt crack of dawn, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I mean, we? Yeah. This yeah, is this is the first combat of the day. We came in fresh. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. It's been about half an hour since you woke up, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. well time to <laughs> a very long eight hour nap a very long eight hour nap man our like circadian rhythm is totally out of whack yeah. adventures must sleep like at really weird times oh uh knowing that then certainly we could go resurrect one of the people back why not <laughs> why not yeah i, I see 
It's a dwarf. Maybe that wouldn't be bad. We can certainly try. Although, I can't resurrect anyone today. So if they die... Ah, she's a dwarf. She's hardy, right? Right, but at least we'd know for tomorrow. So that way you could prepare if we decided we were going to bring her back. I mean, metagaming, yeah. She probably has a better fortitude than the human. Possibly, depending on what the human was. Although, I don't know what the fortitude of a human dragon is. Although, I don't want to get too technical about it, but does she die? Like, when would she die and the qualifies for raised dead happen? I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? Did she die Maybe when she was. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I when she was turned that. to stone or when she failed her save to come back to life? Yes. Probably when she failed her save, right? I don't know. Uh, I think we should identify these magical items. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Oh, yeah, we can start with that, yeah. Are we going to pillage her body? I mean, won't that kind of make a man? No, we're just identifying them, Jessup. We're not taking anything. We just want to see what it is. We're not taking anything yet. Okay. Well, didn't you learn your lesson, Gideon? Taking stuff could have some bad consequences. If you summon a demon or a really mad ghostly, you know, thing, I'd be yeah. sad. Let's just see. Let's just see what it is first, and then... We'll go from there. So I will roll spellcraft. I don't know if anybody wants to aid or if you want to just do your own. I, uh, I'll auto aid for you for whatever you okay. roll. So we don't have haste anymore. I'm assuming our minutes per level stuff is probably gone. Like good hope. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it does lower my spellcraft by two, but that's okay. All right. So Gideon aided. Jessup aided. Um, you can roll. And then if we get close, we can have Justin roll. Okay. So my spellcraft is natural one for an 18. I love it. It's the best. And then a natural one for an 18. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm just going to roll one more time. Natural four. You could have instantly died by a brain aneurysm, Kieran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kieran's just like trying to identify it. And then all of a sudden he like takes one step back and falls in the pit of lava. <laughs> he feather falls to a slow death. <laughs> What's the justification for this? What, what's the in-world reason? All right, know. all right, hold on. Let me take a crack at it, Kieran. Jessup will cast Identify, and then he will take a shot at it. All right, so Jessup will get his plus 10 bonus, and he'll roll three. Two. Just two. Why only two? Because there's only two things to identify. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow, guys. Wait, how? Could you roll more consistently, maybe? I, I really don't understand what is happening. How? Okay. What is going on? The, the array is a little weird. Kieran today. rolled two nat ones for 18s, and then I just rolled two nat sevens for 32s. 32 will do it. So Alachnida carried a plus two seeking composite short bow and a set of plus three improved shadow studded leather armor. Oh, because she was a she was a thief lady. Or spy or something. What did they say? She was the master spy? She was the spy master. The spy a little master. Bit of, <laughs> That's the same thing. A little bit of uh, out of game, behind the veil knowledge. So you know that she is a uh, Medusa, a incorporeal ghost. She was also a 10th level master spy prestige class. Lots of prestige classes in Iron Fang so far. She was a full prestige class. So you guys never did anything like detect alignment or detect magic on her or yada yada yada, but she had like 13 different abilities 
that would have negated that like concealed thought glib lie mask alignment master disguise slippery mind uh mind blank non-detection magic aura all kinds of stuff so like that's a lot man. she would have been neutral good if you had detected alignment <laughs> well i guess i will leave those on the body for now until we can get more information since jessup didn't want to loot the body and then i don't know i guess this room you said did have like dwarven runes on it or was this not one of the rooms that had runes yes so this room has there are carvings in each of the four alcoves in this chamber to the northwest northeast southwest southeast that depict scenes of Kragadan's earliest history from the time that Kragadan himself explored the depths of Orv to his claiming of the Onyx Key and ending with his death at the clan's quest for Sky and the Onyx Key's placement in this chamber. You could inspect these to gain whatever relevant information they might hold. These are elaborate murals, basically elaborate carvings. It would take quite some time to parse the whole story, all the details out of them. You think you might be here for a couple hours if you were doing that piece by piece, but you could do so. You could make a a knowledge history check as you are inspecting all of these alcoves to gain the full story that is being told in these images. Do you have to speak Dwarven? No, because these are images. They're they're not language. You're basically piecing together the story through through, um, image. I would try to aid somebody on history. I'll do the same. Is it just a like a one-time roll for all of them, Jason? Or uh, yeah, it's just a one-time roll. It's just a knowledge history check. Okay. Can I be lame and just do my lore master? If you want to. I, I shall. I shall be lame. I'm gonna aid with a seventeen. I succeed with an eleven. Okay, so that would give us a thirty-eight, and then depending on Justin, that would probably get us to a forty. Okay. Um, 38 is enough. So over the next several hours here, studying these murals, studying these carvings, getting as much information as you can, you're basically, it takes you a little bit of time as you're looking around to figure out which mural is the start. And then you're going from there, following these images. And as I said, it begins with Kragadan's earliest history, the time when Kragadan explored the depths of Orv, which you would know is the third layer of the Darklands. You guys traveled along the Stone Road, which was in Narvoth, the first layer. You know that there's a layer just below that, Sekamina, I believe is how it's pronounced. And you you heard hints there that um, when Flendak mentioned that that's where the, the drow come from, the second layer. The third layer, Orv, is if I'm not mistaken, almost entirely unknown because, like, pretty much everybody who goes down there dies. They, they're they never seen or heard from again. There are a great deal of mysteries in the, uh, the layer of Orv, and not many of them have been unraveled as of this point. But the murals depict Kragadan exploring these these caverns, these areas 
down there. Some of them look to be shaped like almost like vaults in and of their in and of themselves. And he finds a artifact. And it then shows you a mural of towers being created out of the ground. Armies of dwarves moving from one tower into the next, flowing directly into a battle with orcs. It then shows in the next mural you see an image of Kragadan on a battlefield and he is fallen but in the distance you see an opening in the cavern with the sun just peeking out of it and each of these images in turn continue until you see one that depicts the room that you're in right now with these four chains and the stone platform and that artifact that Kragadan had found being placed there you also learn a great deal more information that I will have to be giving you here. Through all of these images, you can piece together that the Onyx Key is a powerful artifact that serves as a focus and control mechanism for a vast dimensional energy that is collected by an extraplanar facility called the Onyx Citadel. The Citadel itself maintains a complex network of extra-dimensional tunnels, known as Stone Roads, which you have heard of before, and allows these networks to bridge other planes. The artifact itself has eight shards of black crystal that grow from its base. These shards can be easily broken off, if a shard is then plunged into natural earth or stone, it begins to rumble and grow into a 30-foot spire of translucent, translucent black stone with an archway at its base. This archway can be commanded to open a stone road that connects to any other onyx tower on the same plane. A stone road between two towers is typically 100 feet long, a hundred foot tunnel, but may occasionally run far longer, with smaller side passageways leading off into the unknown. A crystalline matrix embedded into each tower may be manipulated to open and close the connection to other towers, self-destruct, or restructure the tower's design, which I think Kieran might have seen? No, I don't think he did. I don't... I actually don't think any of you saw how the Feindar Tower changed over time. I don't think any of you... Oren... Nope. Maybe. Maybe Oren. Maybe... maybe Oren, I think, we did. We did go back. Yeah, Oren, I think, is the only one. Yeah. As you're reading all of this, Oren, it would have kind of triggered a thought to you the second time you saw the tower at Feindar. It was very different than the first time you saw it. So it seems like it had been restructured. A tower cannot expand beyond a certain amount either wide or tall. In addition to the eight black shards, a single sardonyx shard grows at its base. This shard cannot grow a tower, but may instead be installed in an existing tower to augment it and allow it to open a stone road to the onyx citadel itself, or to connect towers from different planes. You learn that Kragadan discovered the onyx key during his exploration of the vaults of orv um he used it to complete the quest for sky in record time which you already know 
you la- you learned that um, you kind of pieced this together with some of the other information that you had learned in your research prior to coming into the vault way that the first king of Kragadan ordered experiments to be run on the artifact, hoping to find a way to combat the many enemies of the dwarves. Uh, the experiments resulted in the Onyx Key opening a stone road to the Onyx Citadel, located somewhere on the plane of Earth, unleashing a tide of planar horrors, which you learned about, and that he then decreed that the Sardonic Shard never be removed from the Onyx Key again, and had the artifact forever sealed away in a dwarven vault, which you now stand in. So that is all of the detail that you learn as you're looking at these images, piecing together what they mean, doing a maybe a little bit of interpretation along the way. Basically, though, if I'm not mistaken, that that fills in all the gaps and questions. I mean, each of our characters were there at different times, but that explains how the tower changed shape, how they were able to make such a quick advancing campaign and move to places that should have taken them longer to travel to, and how they were able to erect a tower at the siege of um, that place that matters. Long Shadow. Long Shadow. Yeah. So, like, it's literally just been this single thing. This is it. This is the answer. So they said that there was some special shard we can find to take us to the Citadel? Yeah. Apparently it's a part of one of the other shards. So yeah, there are eight black shards, which make the towers. One sardonyx shard, which can be installed in a tower. So did I miss? How does it? Are there only ever eight shards? Yeah. Yes. So what happened to the tower that we destroyed? So now is there only seven shards? No, so you learn that when a tower is destroyed, a shard regrows in the uh, in the okay. artifact. So there gotcha. are always eight shards or eight towers cumulatively. The, this key has because we only saw a spike, like a spike going to the ground. Like so, that must have been one of the shards. Do we know what the key looks like? Do we have a shape or image of that? You would definitely know what it looks like because you can see images of it in here. So all we got to do is find that special shard. And then somehow find, I think, a tower to teleport us to the Citadel. And then we just defeat the Iron Fane Legion. I mean, that sounds super easy. Oh, yeah. It just one step, then the next. And just like that, we can defeat an army from the inside. Oh, come on, Soldier Boy. Don't sound so sad about it. <sighs> no, I, I'm not sad. I uh, I welcome the opportunity to fight for Milani's grace. It just seems like a lot, doesn't it? This Citadel... Jace, you said it was on the plane of Earth, though? It was on the material plane somewhere? Not Earth, Galarian. It is not on the material plane. It is in the plane of Earth. And I just showed all of you an image of what the Onyx key looks like. Uh, That's pretty cool. How big is it? Massive. Looks unwieldy. I believe it would be maybe the size of, like, a halfling. Okay. When you are seeing the shards being plunged into the ground, the shards are... They're not like full spears, like a a modern rendition would be like, you know, a really big like travel mug, <laughs> like yeah. a slightly longer version of that. Okay, so kind of smallish, like maybe a foot and a half or so long and maybe like three inches in diameter. And they're like cylindrical, like you can see in that image. Uh-huh. So like it's pretty it's pretty big, like you wouldn't have it in your like backpack or something, but it's not like massive. I'm just curious on how Xerxes found out about this at all. I mean, Kragadan's been here for how long? And they didn't even know what was down here. Yeah. Is there a piece that Josh is missing of the story? Or how, how did the yeah, history... Yeah, remember this place that ran over. Remember? So this ran place over. has been 
Yeah, isn't this the place that got attacked by elementals? All of Vault Way was attacked by the elementals. It was a, a massive event. So this is something that was known in the histories, but they didn't know why they were there? This is So you uncovered some of this information in your research in the, in the archives, uh-huh. but it's one of those where that happened 9,000 years ago. So much of it kind of passed into myth and a lot of the scholars. So most of what you were reading were scholarly discussions about those events that were written down. And a lot of those scholars assumed that like the stone road or a lot of these other things were not literal. They were like analogous for the, the road that Kragadan took to the surface. They're like, that was the stone road. Like, they're just calling it that as like an analogy. It's not a literal road. That's what a lot of them seems to think. As if that were the dominant theory. Also, too, they had the 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 Darklands and all the little the long road and all that. So it makes sense that they would just think it was referring to something on the on Golarian, a physical location. Yeah, you gathered that the prevailing academic theory was that most of this information was myth. Yeah, and I mean, for perspective, that would be like, in modern times, like Mesopotamia. Like looking at the stuff from the city of Ur and Cuneiform, stuff like that. Like we don't have a ton of surviving material from that period. 9,000 year history. Good goodness, that is amazing. I like That it. is amazing. But how in the world did the Iron Fang Legion come into this information? And how do they come to possess the Onyx Key now? Well, uh, the king before said he had a lot of conversations with, uh, and Justin forgets her name. Xanathura, then. I think that's more Justin knows that's not all. Yeah, I don't think that he said that. I kind of hinted at it afterwards. Uh, He changed colors and then the GM just told us. No, he said that he had multiple conversations, many conversations with Xanathura. That wasn't something that Jason told us. That was something the king guy told us. I'm 100% sure that the king never told you that. Yeah, because you told your diplomacy check, remember? Yep. You guys asked him questions. You mentioned, oh, have you seen anybody? He turned a different color. He never answered the question, though. That was something that came off afterwards. I thought he told Kieran that. No. Because Kieran asked specifically about xanathura like asked specifically about xanathura well i think i think she brought out the notebook but i think that that's kind of the end of it yeah he like the king shut down but he shut down to like Orin. he didn't shut down to kira no i made a point to not answer any of your questions when you failed the diplomacy yeah if i remember correctly we didn't get anything i can't remember. i swear that he told kieran that he had many conversations with xanathura no that was something that i said afterwards oh you said it yeah, I think he told Sarah. Not Man, Kieran. if only we uh, recorded these. We could go back and listen. Yeah. Let's go back to the chat logs. Go back. <laughs> That's why Jason deletes them every other day. Mm, I forgot that he was there, though, so we should probably... He could help, maybe. With he won't the... talk to us. Yeah, we at least know that Xanathura had the journal that talked about getting here the back doorway. So we at least know that. We're still missing a piece of the puzzle. Like, how did they get intel about secrets from 9,000 years ago? Things that even the dwarves of Kragadan had locked away. Like, 
there's a that was, that was my point that I was getting at was that maybe the king guy had told Xanathura but if we didn't know that then we have a huge knowledge gap of how in the world did they even know that well then we maybe need to bring back some of the stony people see if they know anything you don't think they happen to keep that shard around here somewhere that would just be too convenient uh, yeah it's probably plunged directly into what's her name's chest right over here I felt the shard grew back on the artifact no, I meant the sardonic one. Yeah, doesn't it grow back on the... Isn't that on the artifact? Like, wouldn't that be part of the artifact? On the key itself? Yeah. Like, he's saying, like, if you destroy a tower, the shard goes back to the artifact, and the Iron Fang Legion has the artifact. The sardonic shard grows out of the base of the onyx key. It can be detached like the other eight shards. So, like, it, it doesn't technically have to be with the onyx uh, key itself guess either we need to find this special shard and then we know where there's a tower which is in Feindar or maybe it's already at Feindar and then we just go there right so I think our plan if, if I've got it right is we uh, resurrect one of the stone people uh, then we come back here tomorrow morning and speak to her spirit to try and get some answers and then probably go back and talk to the the leadership of Car- of Kragadon, and then go from there. Yes? Uh, let them know what we have uncovered here. Yes. Yes. Quick side note, um, to answer an earlier question, the piece of information that you are missing, you do in fact know the answer to that question. It's just, I, I think uh, it's been a while since it was mentioned. Back in the Morlock Warrens, in the other dwarven fortress that had been uh, fallen to ruin and retaken. When you defeated the simulacrum of Xanathora, you got a bunch of her notes, and her notes had detailed how she met Azerse and all that stuff and, and whatnot. Um, it specifically mentions here that her journals, which are written in a combination of Dwarven and Undercommon, detail her explorations in Orv, her ascent to the Dwarven ruins here following the path that Kragadan took, and her ongoing research on Kragadan. So the reason that the Iron Fang Legion learned about the Onyx Key and whatnot is because Xanathura had personally investigated and gone there herself. So that is how she would have had information that the dwarves don't. No one's been to Orv from Kragadan, probably ever. That's deeper than where the drow live. Like that's Orv that's... is the third level of the Darklands. I was talking about the different levels of Darklands. Like that's a it's a horrible place. I did some research on it for a potential backup character earlier on, and it is not a place that that like humans go to. Do any of you have knowledge of engineering? Yes. Haha, <laughs> Jessup does. Go ahead and roll that. <laughs> I will aid Jessup with a twenty-one. <laughs> Uh, Joseph's gonna make another loser lore knowledge. <laughs> get wrecked, DM. Okay, what does that get you? Uh, um, let's see. Kieran aided. Dungeoneering 13, 15, 35. I gotta be honest, it must be a relief to know that we're gonna get this knowledge checks. Uh, we're gonna have to rest before I do it again. So, Jessup, with, with your bardic knowledge, you know that Orv is... Okay. Orv pronounced orv thank you <laughs> thank you for that love it love it is the deepest of the three layers that compose galarian's vast underground darklands 
It is the most mysterious and isolated part of the Darklands, and consists of dozens of immense enchanted chambers called Orvian Vaults, which are gigantic caverns thousands of feet in height and covering regions large enough to contain entire nations. Each vault of Orv has its own rules, its own environment, and its own masters. Most vaults seem to be representative of entire biomes, to include deserts, jungles, forests, and even an underground sea. Other legends, uh, other than legends, very little is known of this region. Even for the inhabitants of Narvoth and Sekamina, much of Orv remains shrouded in fear and mis- and mystery. And she went there. Yeah, she she and was. She there. just thought this would be fun. <laughs> Why did she go there? What motivated her? Well, you get you gather from her notes that she is so. I guess I'll lump this in with that Dungeoneering because I think it's still a Dungeoneering check to learn more about Naga. You know that Naga, specifically what she is, are... they Each Naga tends to be obsessed with a certain thing. And um, I believe she, as a spirit Naga, is obsessed with a particular subject of knowledge. And you can gather from her notes that she was probably obsessed with Dwarven history and Dwarven culture and whatnot. And it was probably just natural curiosity and obsession that led her to go to such lengths to learn about Kragadan, which was the nearest dwarven sky citadel, and just led her <laughs> to getting all of this. So just like some people become fans of other countries and cultures, she was just, just a dwarven stan, just really loved it. <laughs> yep. I love it. So are we to assume that the general or leader of the Iron Fate Legion just somehow happened to meet Xanathar, and Xanathar was like, hey, yo, I got this cool key thing I learned about. And then here we are. Well, it was Xanathar's connection to the Legion. We knew that too, didn't we? Well, her one letter says that she's basically just using them for her own means. Correct. Xanathar is using them? Yeah. But yeah. then was betrayed, right? What would the, the, the haunt that we suffered? She yeah, because it says, all right, here. This Azerse woman has proven charming and challenging company and quite the shrewd negotiator. She has agreed to my demands of support and protection in exchange for guiding her to the prize in the bowels of Kragadan. The dwarves seem to have neglected this precious cornerstone of their heritage regardless, so we will find a, a far more loving home in our, in our coils. Azerse herself seems cunning but agreeable, and working alongside her seems a safe proposition so long as our goals align. Her lapdog, Dendrak, seems pliable enough, but I have misgivings of Alachnida. Never trust a serpent with legs, as Mother used to say. Ah. And then blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she says, let us hope I don't come to regret allying with these iron fangs. But even if they do betray me, I would devour a hundred hobgoblins to lay coils on the onyx key. So you have now met all of the named people in that passage. Even Dendrak? Yeah, the stoned hobgoblin. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we 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 have all the pieces. So they must have come here to the vault, found the 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 key, and then she gets stabbed in the back after a fight. So she must have turned them some of them to stone, or at least one of them to stone. She clearly turned Dendrick to stone. Yeah, Dendrick's turned. The other two obviously are not, because Xerxes out there wreaking havoc on the world. Yeah, but according to the haunt, if you're using that as anecdotal historical uh, evidence, <laughs> Vanathura and Xerxes seem to have made it out of the fight alive. And Xerxes was the king? 
Azerse is the general Az- of the Iron Fang Legion. Gotcha. She is a, a female and Xanathura is another hobgoblin we met. It's a Naga. Xanathura is the Naga. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> That is the simulacrum that we thought. Oh, Gideon, that resurrection's taking a toll on that brain of yours. <laughs> he did take two negative levels, so. Yeah, he's still recovering. That's okay, okay buddy. We'll, we just tell you where to stand and take hits, and we'll figure the rest out. Don't worry. So, okay. That'll make sense, I think. But I suppose the question is now what? Next steps. Well, I mean, uh, Oren kind of gave his thoughts on the next step that seemed to work out fine for me. Yeah, you know, Gideon, I I, sometimes you stare off into space and I don't know if you're really with us or if you're somewhere else. Gideon's okay. just three steps behind this whole conversation. <laughs> yes, bud. This has been catching up. Lay out what I think is a decent, decent player and Gideon's just like, well, that was crap. Yeah. Not no, let's, let's, uh, let's do that. Kieran really wants to destroy this Gug statue. The one way back up in the hallway? Way yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, are we planning on bringing it back? I mean, I guess the thing is, is I don't know if, like, how destroyed does it need to be before she can't take it over again. I mean, he'll destroy it till it's it's to dust. Like, he will spend, you know, we've got lots of time right now. He will spend as much time as he needs to to make sure that it is completely destroyed. Oh, last time we popped over there, it immediately came out and scared us. So I guess if we go over there and nothing pops out, it might shed some light, Kieran, on your hypothesis. Well, I mean, it, it didn't get me before, so I might be all right. I'm not afraid of it. So. I've been more scared the past 24 hours than I couldn't tell you how much or how long. Well, it's hard when it's like a magical thing that takes over. You know, you, you are a brave person, Jessup. Sometimes magic can overwrite your own courage. I'm brave, but uh, do we know if the crazy tendril things are going to pop back out and get us? Nope. No, we don't. Kieran know. says, "Well, if you want, I'll to I'll just dimension Doris over there." Uh, yeah. Okay. So I will dimension Doris in front of this statue. It screams, and we just run over to the tendrils again. As you turn before dimension Doris, you look out the doorway. You see little tendrils waving goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good Great. decision. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can dimension door up to the statue. Nothing. Okay happens. Alright, Kieran will spend time destroying what it. What tools are you using to do this? That is a good question. Are you hacking at it with your glaive? Yeah, I was gonna ask <laughs> you about that. Like, have you ever gone out to hit stone? It's pretty hard. Well, I mean, we could just like, I don't know, I have the force sword. Would that work? Force sword? <laughs> that lasts for a minute per level. Except I can't wield it because I can't wield long swords. Why do you make it then? I don't know. I thought it was a cool spell until I was like, wait, you're actually a sorcerer that can't use weapons. So, oh, well, I wanted to flavor as a glaive, but it's not. The spell specifically says long sword. So I don't know. I guess I don't know if that would work, Jason. I do have Gideon's got a mace, a dagger I could chip away at it with. I could use my claws for seven rounds because <laughs> those count as magic for bypassing DR. I don't know if the statue's got DR. Yeah, basically it. I would say in order to do this, you you have to have some bludgeoning type of thing. And it would probably take, given how big the statue is, I mean, it would, it would take at least two or three hours, surely. Oh, here's a funny thing. I have stone salve on my personal inventory, too. Yeah, leftover. From- yeah, why don't we just heal up a little bit, turn it back to life, and then just kill it? <laughs> I don't want to probably- waste our resources on bringing it back when we can just destroy it. She did technically say to destroy all Gugs. This one ain't destroyed yet. 
Same. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, Jason, do you want me to, like, roll a million attacks with my dagger or something? I don't know. No, I, I just want you to find a bludgeoning instrument. One of our guys carries a plus one quaking dwarven warhammer. You uh, that. <laughs> I didn't know if Oren wanted to do that, though. Like, I didn't know if Oren was comfortable with destroying the statue or if this was going to be another, like, baby oh, wyvern why situation. Would, why would Oren care about a gun? I don't what? know. Orin cares about weird things, so Kieran's not going to assume anything. Slaves, weird things, slavery. <laughs> yeah, what a weirdo. So, Kieran will take a step back and kind of bow and motion his hands. I, I think this is a job suited for you, Master Dwarf. And then I guess Orin will crush it. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it would still take a, a an extended period of time, given how big the statue is. Like, if, if digging a I think we found digging a grave takes, like, we looked it up. Way longer than you would think. But I would argue that as a dwarf, or no stone, and yeah. would know, like, the weak points of stone. Yeah, could, yeah. Like, so instead of instead of little four, instead of four hours, it's only three. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's still going to take yeah. a very, very <laughs> yeah. long time. Yeah, once every uh, minute. I will inspire you. <laughs> yeah, maybe for, 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 yeah, I'll inspire you for about, yeah, nine seconds every couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if anybody else helps, we could probably get that down to a couple hours, right? Yeah, I'll help. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, as long as you guys have, like, one or two bludgeoning weapons, you can spend the next two to three hours breaking this down and uh, to the to the degree at which you had mentioned wanting to to break it down. Which would mean at this point, it's probably been eight hours since you last rested, just as like a letting you know how much time it's been doing the research, also coming up here, breaking the statue down. Also, I love how uh, Kieran got his servants to do this job again, a job that he wanted to specifically do. <laughs> you can't win, Kieran. Quote unquote servants somehow See, did it again. That's how charismatic <laughs> Kieran is, yeah, that you guys right? didn't even question him. <laughs> nope. Uh, just was nope. like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I got a hammer. Why not? Gideon pledged his shield, so it's kind of like, whatever, you want my mace too, no big deal. Didn't you pledge it to Jessup, though? Yeah, technically. <laughs> All right. Wow, I didn't realize that we have to take such a convoluted way to get back. We should just magic our way there, but... Yeah, it's pretty convoluted because of... Uh, uh. Ah, Kieran boarded! Kieran, you cheated! Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Karen, Karen used Dimension Door without us. I, I, I feel like I appreciate this pr approach a little bit more because I mean it's it's a little less honest, but at least like you get the full image of this was once a, a reasonable layout of a building that made human sense, but we still want you to go this way because that's the progression through this dungeon, as opposed to like accidentally going the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah, although we could have gotten around some of this, but I didn't. I think it was very much intentional not doing it that way. Is Kieran wanting to bring back the legless one? Yep. We do have multiple stone salves. We can bring them both back. At this point, you probably have two left, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, we have one from the old one that's in my personal inventory, and then one from the one that I just used on Jessup. And I very much appreciate that thing. That was a close one there, Jessup. I didn't think you were going to... You were going to make it back, but you did. Yeah, well, you know. That's one way to stop from aging, though. I mean, if you think about it, you're now, like, a few minutes younger than you were before you got stoned. Not younger, but you didn't age, so 
you are younger now than you would have been had you not been turned to stone. I appreciate that. Thank you, I suppose. Yeah, got to look on the bright side. Now, uh, before we try this, we had discussed before, I, I still think that this person should be brought to question in front of the leadership of Kragadon. Were you in agreement there? Well, let's see what he has to say first. No, no, no. I, I'm going to need your agreement on that because he's, he's in a place that he shouldn't necessarily be. Who? A human? I mean, we don't know that. None of this has been what we expected, Oren. So I say, let's hear him out and then we can make decisions based on new information that we have. But I, I still don't understand why you wouldn't want him to speak to the leadership of Kraken. I mean, if we bring the dwarf back, I would say the same thing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we don't need to make that decision right now. We didn't agree to bring the gug for questioning and you smashed that to smithereens. That is fair. Okay. I don't know how this works, Jason. Do we have to have another spell to fuse his legs back on? <laughs> or can you just can you just hold the legs there <laughs> while his you legs, his legs <laughs> move the patch from his body? <laughs> you accidentally I, put the wrong legs on the wrong spot. So his right foot's on his left foot and his left foot is on his right. Oh, be like, kill me, kill me now. <laughs> Why does he walk so weird? Uh, Why would you bring me back like this? It's, it's fine. At least you're alive. Come on. Yeah, I believe it's just all of the pieces have to be present and correctly uh, in place for it to work. Also, I would like to point out that Gugs do speak under common, so there there was, you could have brought it for questioning. See, I didn't think of that. I didn't know that Gugs spoke. We, I, so. we talked to him. We, yeah, we it's talked to Gugs. Yeah, our relationship with Gugs hasn't been great. To be honest, yeah, I mean, we we. Orin would have argued for that as well, though. I mean, why not? You, you, as he was arguing, smashing as he smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like, he didn't, I, okay, Justin didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He yeah. was smashing yeah. it because he didn't know that. Speak like if Justin had known, Orin wouldn't smash him. Yeah, I mean, Orin would also have known that there was almost a zero percent chance that the Gug would have cooperated in any he would have form. Cooperated, right. right? I was just, I just thought it was funny, so I pointed it out. Just like he would argue that the hobgoblin should come be questioned as well. Like, yeah, but that, th- that that one doesn't have a face, and we don't know what that is. Oh, that's true. I forgot that. Kieran would have smashed that one, too. You just pushed it over in the lava. Yeah, like, we, I, he would have made sure that one was destroyed. So it's not just sitting there with half a face, just to be safe. Just for clarity. We would have also destroyed that one, because unless... Is that they a group were- consensus? Yeah, unless the group was adamant that they wanted to bring that hog goblin back. How destroyed was its face? Like wounded or like, nah, it ain't got no face. Like the upper half of its head was gone. It's gone. Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, then obviously Warren would have no problem with that. Yeah, my my only thing is. (laughs) What are you going to bring him back with a half a head? Well, if he's dead, we could talk to him too, maybe, though. Because, like, I don't don't know if we can. like if his ghost story was real or not so like we found the other two legs but we were looking for them I mean we just found that dude it was missing half a face so we weren't looking for that I mean I would say at least we could look if we don't find it sure but if he was one of the main generals of the Iron Frame Legion Jessup would really say we probably should at least consider looking if we don't yeah. sure yeah. Yeah, Orin would be of the same mind. Like, could we at least look for the face? Yeah, Jessup has spent hours looking. I just think we each take a little area and look. If we meet up and don't find it, and I was like, sure, just blow it up. But otherwise, I 
We bring back this like level 18 fighter that just completely wrecks us as soon as he comes back to life. <laughs> I'll uh, take 20 on it, Jace, for 45. 20 on what? Oh, Look perception check? Yeah, for the perception. Uh, yeah, if you guys had spent like half an hour or so looking around, that you you don't find any other pieces. Okay, so if that's the case, suggest it's like all aboard. Sure, go ahead. Right, agreed. Okay, so that one is also destroyed. One more piece of evidence gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would. Well, to do well to do the speak with the dead, you'd still have to use the stone saw because you got to be able to touch its corpse. Does the stone count as a corpse? No. No. Exactly. So it's kind of a. Well, I guess it's not a waste, but. Could we could stone salve his dead body and then be like, yo, dude, now that you're dead, would you mind telling us some things? Yeah. I know we think. You don't care now. <laughs> okay. So we will probably lay the statue down and put the legs back the way they are and make sure all the pieces are intact. Kind of hold them together. Yeah. Hold, hold them there as we apply the stone salve to statue do you want to wait until tomorrow because if we do this now and the thing and the person dies we're gonna have to sit in a room with a dead body let's throw them out over here let's we'll throw them out I mean, here. there's other rooms okay are you afraid of dead bodies or <laughs> just throw them I'm over here. i don't particularly want to spend the night with one but just throw it out there. i mean of all the things that we've done and the places where we've slept now you're suddenly well, afraid of one dead body. I've had to sleep with the corpses of my fellow rangers for days. I'm okay. That's true. You were in a pile of bodies for a while, Jessup, when we yeah, found you. I, I mean, I don't really want to remember. I'm, I was just saying. Let's just, we can Listen, drop it. desperate times. I don't judge. I'll do an invocation of purify, and I'll consider him my ally. So it's, if it works when he's alive. Does he know he's your ally? He's unconscious. <laughs> yeah, he's unconscious, but he's my ally. But when he wakes up, he'll be conscious. Then I'll make a and save. Immediately think this guy in this armor that I can't <laughs> see is definitely my ally. Well, thankfully, yeah. I get to pick. So <laughs> for this purpose, he is my ally. <laughs> okay, so you use the stone salve on this statue, and. Yeah. I'm going to roll a secret die. I should do it in chat. I want to remember. It just, it just it works, Jason. It just works. I think we'll know if it works or not, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. we know because he comes back either alive or dead, so... As you finish applying the stone salve again, much like Jessup, you see that the color begins to return to the clothing and to the skin of, of this human man, and... Unlike Jessup, he seems to break free of the petrification a lot easier. Um, it seems to be a smoother transition. And the the man here appears to be, as you like put his legs back in place, his pose seemed to be one where he was in mid-stride. So as he comes back to consciousness, I assume he's probably still on the ground. So he jolts and 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 kind of twitches as he's on the ground as if he were about to run, but doesn't have anything under, un, under his feet to kick off of. And a moment later, he kind of looks up and he says, where am I? Who are all of you? What's going on? And he like gets into a, not like a hostile stance, but like a defensive stance and kind of like backs into the corner and gets to his feet a little bit. 
Oh, hey there. Don't worry. You and Gideon are allies. You're safe here. <laughs> That's Go ahead right. and roll a sense motive check, everybody. That's right. Ease your troubles. We are already allies. <laughs> <laughs> he should know we have green health bars over our head. This is ridiculous. I rolled a three. 31 for Jessup. 23 for Gideon. 18 for Orn. All right. So you guys are, are watching him. And uh, other than Jessup, none of you really notice anything. But Jessup, you notice that as this man's looking around, his eyes do linger somewhat longer on Kieran. But it is a very subtle movement. And then the figure continues and he says, What's going on? What happened to me? Kind of a long story. We were hoping that you could tell us. What's what's the last thing that you remember? You were uh, petrified, and uh, we helped you with that. I remember running from some creature. I remember a pair of piercing blue eyes, but I don't remember a whole lot after that. What about before? What brought you here? I was here investigating what had happened here in the vaults. There was a fuss about and he like is squinting as if he's trying to remember in more detail kind of like if when you just wake up very groggy it seems like he's recollecting details um yes uh sent here to figure out who had stolen something from the vault and we were attacked during our investigation what was stolen do you remember uh, some artifact of dwarven significance. I, I don't know the details. I don't know if anybody knows the details. So, do you live at Krakenan? Uh, I don't live here, no, but I was hired. Hired by who? By the authorities here. What authorities? The king. Which king? King Gron. Kieran's gonna speak up. He'll look at the others and say, that's not what the ghost told me when I spoke with it before. The man squints and says, What ghost? What are you talking about? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. I came in here before, scouting ahead, and a ghost with your visage came out of the statue and we had a conversation. And that ghost told me that they were in here to steal the artifact. And now you're telling me you were here to investigate who stole the artifact? Correct me if I'm not wrong. I'm gathering that I was petrified? Ah, y yes, sorry, we skipped that piece. Alright, then it would stand to reason if I was petrified, I couldn't have been a ghost. My soul was never departed. I was never dead. I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a religious or plainer scholar, but to my knowledge, petrification does not necessitate death. Is that true? <laughs> Orin rolled for 28 with religion. Yeah, yeah, Orin, it seems like what he's saying pretty much checks out. If you are petrified, you are not dead. If you are not dead, then you can't really come back as an undead ghost. Would have been interesting information to know from the start. Yeah, no, your 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 soul is stuck in limbo, basically, when you're petrified. That explains why I couldn't pop out and try to inspire you guys. Yeah, so that 
whatever this ghost told you, I I don't know what story it would have spun, but I assure you it wasn't me. Do we recognize the name he drops of the king? Grom Greathammer, right? Yeah, Grom Greathammer is... He's the one that's um, no longer being the king, right? Yeah, he's, he's in mourning over his first son's uh, accident. So his his third child, his second son, is the prince that you had spoken with. His second child being Thramira, who you also met, the paladin lady. Now, does that check out in the timeline, Jason, that like Grom would have been involved in hiring? Like, would, it, would Grom have been in charge when the initial theft took place? You don't think that Grom would have been in charge? I, I know now that I'm saying that Grom, it might have been Gorm, but I think Gorm is his son. Is Gorm the one that's? I think Gorm's. The one I that's think in Gorm is the. Diamond. I think I had it. I think I have it wrong. I think Gorm is actually the prince, and Borum is the king. I think I have that. I had. I think I have that backwards. Sorry, but um, you think that from? I mean, not think. I mean, you were you lived here, so you know. Um, Borum has been in in mourning for. I think it's been quite a long time, like several several years. But that said, you don't know if any official documents would have still had his name on them or not. You're not mm. sure how like the governmental side of hiring things works if the documents by default have the name of the current king or if they would have someone else's name. That that part you don't know. So Orin would just be like, well, uh, certainly we, we've been hired to do a very similar task and we were given... Uh, sigils uh, to to move through this area a little more safely. Obviously, it's not safe, but uh, we were given you know something to help us with the passage. So the defenses of Kragadon didn't rise up against us. Were you given anything like that that you could show us? Yeah, uh, well, not that I can show you. In the chaos that ensued as soon as we got here with the gugs and whatnot. All of my comrades were, well, I'm sure if you've been in this area, you've seen what occurred, what happened to them. The sigils that we were given were lost in the battle, unfortunately. So I have nothing to show you, but I can assure you that I was given passage here. Else I would have been hard-pressed to gain entry. Yep. Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> A group from somewhere gained entry. The Iron Fang Legion gained entry, so it's clearly not impossible. Interesting. And you've confirmed these? Have you done... Have you completed your own investigation? To a point. Uh, there are still questions to be answered. That's actually part of why we brought you back, uh, was to answer some more questions. Namely, what you remember and why you're here. Yes, well, I'm, I'm here to investigate what happened here, the truth behind whatever theft occurred uh, as to much beyond that I'm afraid I don't know my group did not get very far before we were well torn apart who else was in your group uh, there were a number of us uh, I think there were maybe half a dozen that we that were hired to do this investigation we we weren't associated with each other some of them were dwarves yes I wonder if those are the faces that we saw in that other chamber oh that's right and creepy could, could be could be. Oh, and the uh, well, the other dwarf out front too. If that's the case, count yourself lucky that you were turned to stone. Yes, it would appear so. There is another one who's a statue in the entrance, 
in the, uh, the entryway. I don't know if maybe you'd want to take a look and see if that was anyone that you were coming in here with. Uh, of course. Yes, if one of them is still alive. I'm going to take a quick look at him. His knowledge of uh, the planner travel of souls is kind of a little esoteric. Does he have any like religious iconography or anything like that? With a 36 perception, you don't see any uh, iconography on him uh, except for what appears to be a symbol on the collar of his shirt, which is underneath his overcoat, basically. You're able to just barely spot a sigil in underneath there that looks to be some sort of noble sigil. It's like what you would expect from like a the crest for a noble family, but you don't see it long enough to determine like which noble family it would be or the origins of it. Um, you don't see any national iconography. You don't see any uh, religious iconography either. It's it's the the clothing of this individual is very plain. Uh, Gideon will press him on it. Uh, I know that you must be recovering from being in a sort of slumber for so long, and you must be answering a lot of questions. But how is it you know so much about the the path of souls? It's not something, despite all my religious studies, I, I know much about. Yes, well, I had a fairly well-to-do upbringing. We had compulsory education, you could say. We had certain expectations. Various subjects. As I said, I'm not a scholar specific to them, but I have uh, learned a fair share. Gideon will just kind of nod and... Uh... Walk, follow him out, make sure that he doesn't try anything funny. Orn would just ask, like, what, uh, what, what prompted you to be hired for this particular investigation? Specific skill, skill sets, or...? I happened to be in the right place at the right time. Skill sets, you could say, was part of it. One of the individuals that they hired here, one of the primary investigators, I happened to be nearby when they called for him. And he was an acquaintance of mine, and so he had me come along. He knew of my skill set as a particularly observant individual, one that could be trusted. Who was that? That was a member of the Darain clan. His name was Garim. I don't know who that is. Yes, well, <laughs> could Warren know who I that gather is he's all? likely no longer with us, it seems. Might be one of the face guys over there, but that's probably for a tomorrow kind of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, Gideon, with your nine nobility, you've, you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled good on the nobility earlier for recognizing someone I should have already remembered. Just my luck. Uh, yeah, or uh, Orem, Oren, and Jessup, uh, you don't recognize that name specifically either. Kieran would ask him, "What year was that?" when you came in here to do your investigation? Um, I believe, well, to my knowledge, the, I guess I don't know how much time has passed, but uh, it was uh, 4715. All right, well, it's the year 4717 now, so two years have passed. That lines up with the timeline, at least. That was after the time that we know that 
And he's talking to the others now at the time that we knew that Xanathura and them came in here. Yeah, because that was about two years ago. True. I I was just telling Jess up here that, you know, now you're almost like two years younger than you would have been. Yeah, I don't I don't feel a couple minutes younger. Do you feel like two years younger? No, I I don't. Did I get all of your names? No, oh, my uh, Jessup Elfin here, a uh, ranger of sorts of Nemethas. Born uh, Grimbing. Gideon Everstad. Uh, I'm Kieran. And if I may be so bold, how did the four of you come to be here? I know humans aren't unheard of in Kragadan. I myself was a traveler here, but uh, one of you has mentioned to be a ranger of Nirmathos, and the other one bears iconography of Last Wall. And this is the point in the anime where we have a five episode <laughs> recap arc. Recap of all the events. All yeah. of the events, which I guess technically we did not too long ago when we were talking to the Synod, but we have yeah. another filler arc here for all yep. the viewers. <laughs> you have a varied and eclectic group here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think Jessup and I are the ones who are the longest acquainted. I met a group of survivors from Feindar when I was traveling through the Fangwood Forest. And Gideon here, we stumbled upon him with additional survivors. And then Oren came a bit later on, although my understanding is that he actually was part of the original group that escaped from Feindar. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's accurate. Oh, because you probably don't know this, but Feindar was attacked by the Iron Fang Legion. A great onyx tower appeared in the city or in the town and destroyed the whole place. There were not many that survived. And that's the relic that we were looking for that was stolen. Well, that was certainly a uh, lot of information. I did not know most of it. Yeah, a lot has happened in the last few weeks and months. Where are you from and how do you find yourself in Kragadan all those years ago or two years? Two years ago, I am a traveler. I come and go wherever is most interesting at the time. I guess you could call me a tourist in some places. Hmm. Um, I sell my services to whoever needs a competent individual who can keep his mouth shut. It was mostly just coincidence that I found myself here at the time that I did, meeting an old friend, as I said. Nothing particularly special about this trip. Do you have a place to call home? Uh... Not really. Grew up an orphan. Ah, one of them travelers. Yeah. Never really grew up in one place. Was traveling for most of my younger years. Joseph looks, huh, I travel a lot too. Well, mostly of Namathas. But I did some traveling. Back in my heyday. I was like 80 pounds later. I'm sorry, we're being rude. We didn't get your name. Yes, uh, my name is Eustasius Tondier. Eustasius? That's, that's quite the name. Yes. You got a nickname? I don't, but I suppose if need be, you could provide me with one. Oh, I did that with Flendak. I called him Flen. Can Orin do a linguistics check to know, like, where that name is from? That's a very that would be knowledge name. geography. Um, yeah, that would probably be, well, I could see a knowledge local as well. I, yeah, I mean. I don't have any. Ah, suckers! 
Alright. I wanted linguistics. Wait, can we do linguistics or does it gotta be local? Uh, linguistics would tell you what language he's speaking. <laughs> oh, wait, so do I know it's common? 29, do I know it's common? <laughs> he has indeed been speaking common this whole time. Oh man, Jessup is the best bot oh, ever. Yeah. Tal Dane to be specific. So, yes. you know, he's not, he's not uh, talking. Ooh, nat 36. Ooh, nice. Or nat 20 for 36 for knowledge local to understand from his name and demeanor. Where is this sh- traveler from? So that name, you would gather, it sounds likely uh, Verizian or Chelish. It's kind of the same region of the world, isn't it? Yeah, Verizia is is on the other side of the Mindspin Mountains to near Mythos. I, I didn't know if you knew this this last over here, but Karen, if you have other questions. Nope, I was going to say the same exact thing. Ah, see, we've traveled together so long, we can read minds. You know, there's magic for that. Maybe someday. I'll actually be able to read your mind. Please don't. You will not like it in there. I clearly immediately pull out the Chelish history book that Kieran gave me. Oh, right. Studying it. <laughs> yeah. You do a control <laughs> F for the name Eustasius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. So, what does he say about this one? And of note, Jason, no ghosty pops out of this. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran, Kieran makes that noise. He goes, yeah, yeah. It was a good read, Sarah. I, I had, yeah, it was it was a good read for sure. I just, I have insider information that is what tipped me off. So <gasps> Jason spilled the beans. Sounds like him. No, I, I think I know. I means. read the book. <laughs> that sounds more realistic. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Before, she came right out and yelled at us and <laughs> threw us into a bit of a panic. Oh, are we stone-saving oh, her? wait, are they... Well, did he say if he's familiar with her? Yeah, no, I was waiting for him to say. Well, yeah, I guess... regardless... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter because Thorne would, would advocate that we would, now knowing that that wasn't the ghost of the dwarf that's been <laughs> petrified because he was going to say no because the ghost said they didn't want to come back, but that wasn't the ghost, obviously. Yeah, if you were waiting for him to respond, he would say, Yes, uh, this was one of my companions here. Oh, perfect. What was her name? Her name was Igues. Well, that's great. Now we can ask her when she comes back. What's your name? If she's against something else, we can kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, well, let's hope that this works and we don't have to. He's got his mace out ready to go. Uh, Let's hope that she's as fortunatous as you two are. And I will expend the last use of our stone salve on the statue. Joseph turns to Gideon. What? She not your ally either? I I was going to say it, but I was waiting for a comment like that, so... Oh, good. You are welcome. Hi, that's what I'm here for. So I encourage and random smack talk. Yep. I consider her my ally for this purpose. Yep. So you use the stone salve. I'll give her a plus two bonus. And again, like the others, color begins to return to the statue and she opens her eyes. But unlike either of the other two cases, it seems like she immediately chokes up. As soon as color fully returns and you can see her eyes roll back in her head and she collapses because she rolled a three on the die. Karen, what did you do? 
I it wasn't my fault. Quick, Jessup, give her give her another reroll. Don't you have an ability for that? <laughs> I'm not inspiring anyone right now. <laughs> Josh, that's why I gave your plus two bonus because it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I figured it wasn't. <laughs> the other guy didn't need your bonus, and she... I know. I, uh, so I guess. Uh, well, there should be no more stone corpses. That's a plus. Yes, yes. I'll have to revive her tomorrow, I suppose. Well, just a return to uh, forget his name already. Eustasius. Eustace. I'm never gonna remember that. Whatever you'd like. Okay. Um, you. You. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. You. It's just the letter U in my head. Um, so I guess. Would you mind helping to explain to some of the other folk what happened down in here? Or what your findings were? Uh, we will as well. We need to try to get to the bottom of all this. Sure. Uh, I don't know any of the findings yet. As I said, my investigation was cut short, so I don't really have anything to tell them. Um, perhaps we could spend some time for me to retrace whatever steps that you took so that I could see and verify everything that you've said. Well, if you want, I helped uh, decode some of the pictures and things over in the main chamber. I can tell you what I learned. Speed up the process, if you'd like. Yes, uh, yes. Anything that you could, any help you could provide me. As I said, my investigation did not make it past this room. So um, I would like to actually learn for myself what happened before I start to give a report. Well, we will be bringing back a Medusa that we found. Oh, that's that's tomorrow. I'd prefer if you left that one dead. Well, I, I we're, we're going to uh, speak with her spirit, not not bring her back. Okay, that's different. Yeah, indeed. So, Gideon Owen, do you guys mind? Do you want to maybe take this dwarven corpse back and Owen kind of spread the word? Kieran, actually, I think we're going to need you because we need to blip by the uh, nasty haunt tendril things. I don't want to get caught in that. I mean, you could always just cast freedom of movement on him and let him experience it for himself. Uh, my spell slots are kind of rather dwindled. Why don't we just wait till tomorrow and we'll all go? I think waiting till tomorrow would probably be best. I don't feel in the greatest state of mind to conduct an investigation. <laughs> Kieran looks at his 21 hit points and says, you know what, that's not a bad idea. Prob <laughs> probably best to rest. <laughs> Do you have a camp set up somewhere? Well, we were using your little room over here. It seemed to be the most secure with one entrance, one exit. Orin would um, prepare the, the body and kind of leave it right here outside the room. The, the dwarf body. Just outside the room here. Okay. Can you gentle repose it? No. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> really tapped. Don't you have spells. a scroll of that, Josh? You no, have no, a scroll no. of gentle oh. repose just hanging out in your backpack? I don't have an amulet. I don't have a scroll. I thought at one point we had the stuff. What's it called, Jason? The stuff that acts as gentle repose. Ungent of timelessness? Ungent of timelessness. We yeah. had that at one point. I don't know. I think you did, yes. Yeah. And did you use it? on something? Nope. We might have used it on Aiden. Nope, we didn't. Remember? We opted not to. Did you sell it? Why would we use it on Aiden? Didn't he die? Well, it preserves bodies. Yeah, for it preserves time. bodies. Because at one point, 
it was like, well, do we use this ungent and then potentially when we get rich, we can we can bring him back, but we didn't. But then we were like, nah, who even likes hiding? Right. I have a feeling we probably sold it. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess at this point we should all just kind of take it easy. Well, it's been a while anyway. I think we should still have somebody keep watch her. Uh, Jessup, would you be yeah, willing to maybe do some casts of uh, keep watch? Sure. I could stay up. Sounds great. You want to keep watch two on? Uh, Jessup, if, if you want, I, I can stay up with you. Oh, sure. All right. One for Jessup. One for Jessup. One for Jessup. <laughs> and one for Garrett. <laughs> oh, man. Those, I ain't doing too well. A two and a three. Almost. We all, nobody almost might not take a watch. You guys cast Keep Watch on uh, Jessup and Kieran. And at this point in the day, it's probably at a point where you are getting naturally tired uh, after the hours of research and hours of smashing stuff and moving around, checking things out, looking for that face and whatnot. You all go back into this familiar chamber that you've slept in, I think, once or twice before and begin to rest. Uh, a couple hours into uh, the night, uh, Eustasius would probably approach uh, Jessup and Kieran, given that I I guess I don't know how petrification works on sleep cycles, but he technically has been asleep for a long time. So he goes up to the two of you and, and like starts up a conversation and says, so um, how long have you been here as you had mentioned before you, know, you told a little bit of how a ranger from Nirmathos had come to be in Krakadan where are you from uh, Kieran? It's a good question to the dodgy about it <laughs> yep <sighs> yeah, that's a good question I apologize I didn't realize it was so difficult a question <laughs> <laughs> you know we never really got that out of him either yeah, where are you from, Kurt? You know, I'm just, I'm a traveler, like you mentioned, you are just a traveler. I've been away from home for so long that I I don't even know what home is anymore. I see. Gosh, you too. I mean, I travel, but I just circle my same household over here, like a little loop, and I get back home. You guys straight too far away from the nest. Your uh, clothing, uh, apart from apart from the one pant leg... Uh, it seems <laughs> you don't know. I have I have bracers. I have sleeves for this. <laughs> you can't see through my pants. You bought rather, new clothes anyway. Seems rather well made. Were you a part of any sort of noble family? Uh, we figured that much out. Hey, you're sleeping. Shut out up. here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. I don't have a key. Wax stuff. him with the blunt side of his sleeve. <laughs> uh, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I actually, I, I did grow up in a noble house, but these particular clothes were a bit of a, a splurge that we had when we arrived in Kragadan. We had been traveling for so long in the wilderness and surviving on not much to eat, poor places to sleep, that when we finally got to the city, I I wanted to feel at home again. <laughs> Joseph leans into you and... He hates feeling icky. I see. So you came from a well-to-do family, then? I, yes, I did. We 
had wealth. I'm curious. There was one thing that I spotted when I first entered the vault here. As I said, we didn't get past the first room, but just before I turned and ran from the creature, which you've enlightened me into saying that it was a Medusa, I did spot something in the corner by one of the walls. Uh, I was wondering if you could come in and check it out with me. Sure. Yeah. Oh, talking to Kieran? Uh, yes, no offense, um, Jessup. Uh, I imagine you'd still want to make sure that there's no other, you know, keep watch over this room. I know that you've said that you've already cleared everything out, but... I get it, I get it, just because I keep forgetting your name. That's fine, that's fine. Yes, well, it wasn't the greatest of first impressions. I have that effect on people. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, Kieran. You're not Kieran. I'm Kieran. Don't worry, Jessup. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I pulled a Gideon. <laughs> um, Shut up, Gideon. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, Jessup. If anything happens, I'll yell really loud, and you can come to my aid. All right, all right. I'll just sit here, all by my lonesome, with you two. Yeah, so he kind of takes you over here to the opposite wall. <laughs> we go just outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> just, wait, wait, hold on. Wait. Eight. An eight perception. I hear Gideon snoring and talking in his sleep. So glad you're the one that kept watch tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my so, gosh. You're uh, sleeping, shut up. <laughs> Eustasius takes uh, Kieran over to the wall over there and he says, All right, I think you have some explaining to do, Reese. Honestly, I think you have some explaining to do as well. What the heck are you doing in Kragadan? It's a long story. We don't have a whole lot of time. I was sent here, as I said, to investigate what happened here. I don't know all of the details. All I was told is that a bunch of dwarves showed up one day and started making a fuss about Molthoon stealing some precious artifact. Calls us a bunch of thieves. And so I was sent in to infiltrate, figure out the truth of the matter, and find out what scheme these dwarves were trying to pull over on us. We're still not sure why they tried to frame us for something like this, but... Basically, I'm looking for information that can either blackmail them into getting rid of their charges so that they're not putting Molthoon's name in dishonor, or figure out what truth there is to their claims. That's the long and short of it, but as I said, I'm far more interested on how you, of all people, found yourself here. Oh, it's such a long story, but I have a, I have a question first. Okay, fine. Do what is it? Do, do does the dwarven council actually know that you're in here? Like, of if we course take they you, don't know I'm in here. So you lied. So go, go of course I lied. Place. You have a dwarf with you, with the emblems of Krakadan and Torag all over him. You think I was just going to come out and say, "Oh yes, I'm from Malthoon. I'm looking into your vault without permission." What are we going to do though? They're going to want to put you in front of the council, and the council's going to say we have no idea who this man is. It's fine. I can find my way out of here easily enough. I could get you out of here. That's not the problem. Okay, well, that works too. They just don't... They don't know anything about me. Yeah, I gathered as much. I don't know what to do. I don't know if this gets out. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a long story. I, I don't... Look, we can continue to go with my cover story, though it's a marvel that I was able to come up with something like that out of being petrified for two years. 
barely in a straight sense of mind, giving out names that I've never heard of. I don't know who that dwarf is. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. It's a problem that I'm facing. It is great luck that she died when you brought her back, or else things could have escalated in an unnecessary way. No, this is quite a pickle. I'm not the smart one, all right? I didn't even know all that stuff about souls and whatever. All right, I had the same education you did. I just didn't pay attention in school. Wasn't you know, that's my time. the problem, isn't it? That's why father... He kind of stops okay, himself. Don't bring him up. He's the reason for all of this. Do you know grandfather is dead? I heard news, yes. They said it was old age. It wasn't. Right, and I am certain it was father. You know grandfather was out. He was an adventurer. He came back with all these stories, talking about how Nirmathos is not actually a horrible place. And Stories is just what they were. He was senile. He was not senile. He taught me everything I know. Everything I know. I owe everything to him. And when he died, I, I had to get out. I don't, I don't even know about the girls. I didn't have time. I didn't think about it. I should have brought them with me. We haven't seen you or the others in years. We don't even know if you were alive. Yes, well, there's a good reason for that, obviously. Right. I don't even know about Razdan or Riston. They could be dead. Yes, I, I, I don't know about them either. We were all sent on separate missions. I haven't seen them in probably as long as you have. So what do we do? I don't know. It's, well, it's an unfortunate reunion we find ourselves in. The dwarf, Orin is insistent that you go before the Synod. Insistent. Before we even brought you back, he wanted me to promise that I would agree to have you stand in front of them. I'm not having you go to prison. I'm not losing another brother. No, I have no intention of that happening either. I can get you out of here. I have the ring that they gave so that we can leave. I can teleport you out of here. I can take you back to Canaret if that's where you want to go. But I have to come back. I have to finish this. This is bigger than anything. This is bigger than Morthun. Nope, there's a cat. There's a cat in here. in here. <laughs> it's a spy. <laughs> is that one of your friend's familiars? <laughs> I, I, that's how I sneeze. Meow! <laughs> he's, he's got a condition. <laughs> Just ignore him. Bit. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, so before uh, b- before we continue this conversation, there was one question that I've been meaning to ask. I know you said it was a long story, but I couldn't help but notice that you are traveling with a ranger from Nirmathos, and you are wearing a cloak emblazoned with the symbol of Long Shadow, which, last I recalled, is a city in Nirmathos. Yeah, well, like I told you, I've tra- I've been traveling. Oh, all right. So listen, it was it was. Look, a dumb I understand th- that you could have left home. I understand that you never had the greatest relationship with certain members of our family, but to go of all places to Nirmathos and I can only assume assimilate yourselves into the Rangers. It's going a bit far, don't you think? Listen, this is big, Raiden. This is really big. I didn't realize how big it was at first. At first, I thought I could just use them to help me on my way. 
But then I found out more and more information about the Iron Fang Legion, what they've done in Feindar, what they're planning to do. Right, and there's maps. They're not stopping at Nirmathos. They're going to conquer all of Nirmathos, and then they're going to Morthun. Well, conquering Morthun's a very different question than conquering Nirmathos. It doesn't matter. They have these towers, these abilities to just pop up in the middle of cities and towns. If it if it creates this if they create this tower in the middle of Canaret, it's going to wreak havoc. And I know that Molthoon has a great military, but this is different. They have monsters on their side. We fought monsters, we fought hobgoblins. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. They have the ability to move entire armies in a split second. We cannot stand against that. I don't know how much you're aware of after you left the military, but uh, our forces took a bit of a hit when the Legion and most of the other monster regiments disappeared. Learning their re-emergence is certainly good intel. And these towers, they definitely would pose a problem. Look, if you can give me all of the relevant information that you can think of, then I don't need to stay here for tomorrow. We can get me out of here, come up with a cover story for how that happens, and then I can report back to Molthoon and we can figure out what's going on. I can relay this information and we can start looking into things from our side. I just am a bit in the dark about all of this. I know that you've mentioned the Arnfang Legion, you've mentioned towers, you've mentioned an artifact, and you've mentioned that it's been two years. It's just a lot of information going around in my head right now. Is there anything else that you can tell me? I, I mean, I have all of the papers here in, in the bag. I've kept track of all of the notes of everything. You can see anything you need to, but I need you to understand, Raiden. Nirmathos is not the enemy here. I know that we've grown up fighting them. I know that we've grown up conquering them. That's beside the point right now. I know it looks wrong for me to be wearing this cloak, but I have lived among the people of Nirmathos for the past few weeks, months, they're good people. It's different than what we grew up learning. They're all wrong. Molthun is wrong. This is this whole war is wrong. You They're definitely not do the sound like grandfather. He wasn't wrong, Raiden. We've been brainwashed, brought up to hate people we don't even know. We've never given a chance to know. Don't let the rest of the family hear you saying that. I don't plan on it. But I will tell you this. That once this is all over, I will go back. And I will face father once more. Oh, that might not be a good idea. It doesn't matter. I'm stronger now than I was back then. I should hope so. All right. Um, fine. Uh, how Nirmathos relates to this is tangential as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it doesn't sound... Like, they necessarily have a big grasp on the situation anyways. Yes, I I can take this information back. Let me read those papers. Yeah, so I will I will give him, I've got, you know, any of the handouts or whatnot that we've gotten throughout the, okay. the time that Kieran has been with them. Yeah, he starts, like, speed reading through them, trying to get the, the good bits of information. And I imagine, like, you, you go back and forth, maybe, making sure that information is uh, conveyed. And maybe a, a couple minutes go by and he says, Okay, probably learned about as much as I'm going to here. Uh, we just need to find a way for me to get out of here. The uh, individual who so kindly uh, teleported me in uh, is dead. 
So, that's not going to work. You said that you could get me out of here, and if that's the case, you just need to come up with a story for how that happened. I could certainly... I could certainly knock you out, but then you wouldn't get me out. Perhaps you can knock yourself out when you come back. Well, that's going to be hard. It's easier than you might think. I've been struggling with this for a while now, Raiden. Should I just tell Jessup? Of all of them, I think he's the most understanding. It depends. Can you take him in a fight? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> beside the point. <laughs> then it might not be too bad. If he makes a fuss out of it, you can silence him while the others are sleeping. Uh, it might be our best bet. Maybe he would he would work with us. Maybe... Oh, you mean to tell him while I'm still here? Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, I suppose it would be easier to double-team him. Right. Honestly, the two of us against the three of them, just coot across the two while they're sleeping and take Jessup out. Yeah, I could do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not even going to entertain that idea. Well, well, we'll see how things go first. We don't, we don't have to answer that question right now. Right. Like I said, though, I think Jessup is the most open-minded. We've been together the longest. We've been through a lot together. I think I think he'll understand. Make a diplomacy check. Ugh. Oh, Jessup's gonna die! So I take a... I'm gonna take a minus two to this because he's not a dwarf. Can I take my belt off and then roll the diplomacy? <laughs> <laughs> Let me take off my pants so I can take yeah, Why are you Jessup? taking your pants off? <laughs> you learned right. that from Jessup! <laughs> oh, only an 18. Uh. Alright, I'll trust you this once. Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm, I'm rethinking this now. I don't know. Alternatively, here's, what, we, here's okay. what we're going to do. We okay. We can go and talk to this Jessup. I don't know why you have so much trust in a ranger, but I will entertain your musings uh, for now. If things go poorly, you will just be forced to get us out of there right away, or I can silence him. Uh, yeah, no, we're not going to do. Th- we're not going to do the second one. Okay, well then. Yeah, the first one. If you want me to be ready to get you out of here, I think we're just going to have to hold hands the whole time. Oh, gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> Look, Reese. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Reese, I know that Je- we're brothers. Jessup, we have something to tell you. <laughs> Reese, I know that we're brothers and all, but um, our family has never really been... I'm you know. just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's been a while since I've I've been able to talk with family again. And I, I've really missed you, Raiden. You see that his eyes go a little wide when you say you're kidding. And he says, you certainly have changed. <sighs> yeah, whether I like it or not. A lot changed when you all left. It was just me and Kara and Clara. And mother and father. Um, I confided in grandfather a lot, and then once he died, I had no one. And that's when I knew I had to get out. Look, um, when I get back, I will look into things in terms of grandfather. I'll see what I can't find out. Uh, if it's been two years, it, Trace might have be a bit cold, but... Well, you know, you know me, I have a particular set of skills... I'll see what I can find out, and if what you're saying is true, then perhaps I'll come find you again and we can re-entertain some of the relevatory things you have said in this conversation. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a panic attack. 
oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't see any other way to do it. We have to do it, right? I guess so. It was your idea. This can't go wrong at all, right? Oh, it could go wrong in many ways. I mean, alternatively, I could get you out and then tell him. And then, uh, no. Because if I get you out and come back, that's going to use all of those spell slots. Well, you're certainly going to have to make your mind up soon. We've been out here long enough that he might think something weird's going on. All right, I'll just, I'm going to tell him. So Kieran's going to walk back over here. Okay. Uh, Jessup. Yeah. Jessup. Uh, can you, can you come with us for a second? Ah, you need some botic expertise. Yes, we do. You're very good at identifying things. I think I'm going to need some of that, uh, magic. Jessup is going to sense motive that. (laughs) I don't know what you (laughs) are sense motiving. Because that was, because you sounded pretty shady. Kieran's an edgy guy, dude. You've been telling I me mean, the whole time that Kieran's edgy. Well, there's a difference between edgy and then sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> Come use your bardic expertise to look at this. Shh, you're thing. sleeping. Quiet. Sorry. How is. No, but if you think about it, it's not weird. Jessup has the identify spell. So if we found something magical that we can't identify, then Jessup would be able to oh, use the spell I'm to used identify to that. it. Why'd you just say that from the get go? I did. I said we need your help identifying it. Oh, okay. Well, I still got a few charges of that bad boy left. All right. What do I need? <laughs> Uh, uh, it's right, it's, uh, right over here, Jessup, and then let's go somewhere that's, like, way not gonna be... They, they take you to the final chamber where the Medusa was. (laughs) Yeah, it's up in this corner. Put your back to the lava pit, please. Oh, goodness, you're going so far. Yeah, I I just, okay. All right, Jessup, um, mm, I have something to tell you. And I, I want you to remember that... You know, we've been together for a while. We've gone through a lot of things. I'm in flanking position. No reason. No reason. (laughs) I'm just leaning on this pillar. (laughs) So edgy, you remind me of someone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jessup, my name isn't actually Kieran. Actually, technically it is Kieran. It's just my first name is not Kieran. You have a nickname too. So Kieran's your nickname. Well, Kieran's my middle name. Uh, My full name is Reese Kieran Teralia. And Eustasius's name is not actually Eustasius. Uh, His name is Raiden Teralia. Ah! I like Raiden a lot better. Wait a minute. Same last name. You two related? Yes, you've stumbled upon the secret. Yeah, yes. You know, I uh, knew there was something sketchy. You kind of stared at Kieran an awful long amount of time earlier. Yes, well, you can imagine it was rather bewildering to see such a familiar face in such an unfamiliar place. That is a very interesting and mildly convenient family reunion we got going on here. Yeah, about that. Um, this This is the real piece of information I was trying not to come to, but I think I'm going to have to just come out and say it. So... We are of House Tralia, a noble house in the city of Canaret, in the country of Molthum. Jessup's eyes kind of go wide. And, oh! I am not actually from Absalom. I am from Molthum. You said you were from Absalom. I... 
blinked. I told you I didn't pay attention in school. It was the biggest city I could think of. Everybody comes from Absalom. Shut up. So... And you bought that? That nobody questioned it. Technically, I did it, but I got hinted as if I shouldn't pry more. (laughs) You're sleeping. Shut up. (laughs) You don't know. My friend sleep talks quite a bit. Yeah, no, I I never believed that for a second. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, just kind of steps back so he doesn't have you two between him. Kind of points at you two. Step up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not boding well. Uh, uh, since the placement. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so why do you come and clean now? I guess that's pretty interesting. Yeah, we've got a bit of a problem. He wasn't actually sent in here by the dwarf, the dwarves, by Prince Gorm or the Synod. He was sent here by our country to investigate because this whole war is a big misunderstanding. The dwarves think that we stole their artifact. We know now that's not true. It was the Legion that stole the artifact, but the dwarves are convinced it was Molthun. So Molthun sent my brother in here to investigate to find out why they believe it was us. Yes, as far as all we know, a bunch of dwarves showed up on our doorstep, started accusing us of all sorts of things. We weren't sure what motive or scheme they were trying to hatch. So, hence me. Well, I understand this might be a little awkward, me telling you that I was a ranger earlier, but um, you can ask Kieran. I thought the same thing, did I not, earlier? No, you did. You did. Trust me. That's why I'm telling this to you, because I feel that I have the best chance with you. The reason why I'm telling you this, Jessup, is we have a bit of a situation. Well, yeah, there's a bloody Malthoon war going on right outside. Yes, there's that. But also, Orin and Gideon want... Well, they all think that he was sent here by the Synod. So it makes sense that he would report back to the Synod tomorrow when we go to speak with them. They have no idea who he is. That dwarven woman has no idea who he is. He just made up some name. (gasps) You lied. Yes, of course I lied. We all lie, all the time. Me? Never. I mean, I only totally did what I... about who my identity (laughs) was, so who am I to judge? Anyway, we need to get out of here. He needs to get out of here. I don't. I'm staying. But I need to get him out of here. And the only way that's going to work is if we hatch some story about how he knocked us both unconscious and fled the scene. Or, I mean... I only really need to knock one of you unconscious. The other one could have just been in the other room. That's true. Well, how do we explain how he got out then? I don't know. He just did. Well, you could always say it was like this, and he kind of flicks his fingers and vanishes. He's gonna backstab me, isn't he? A couple seconds later, comes back to sight. Okay, wait a second, wait a second. Are you a spellcaster too? It's like the lowest level of... Things that you are you an arcane trickster? No. Oh, okay. Just wondering. No, I just no. Yes, I I just have a rogue talent that lets me do things. Oh, Oh, major minor magic. Yeah, my son was dabbling in that a little bit. Weird story. We won't get into that. Yeah. Again, you can learn all sorts of things when you go to school. Kieran Reese. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to call you now? Well, just keep calling me Kieran. It's too complicated. 
I'm not good with complicated names. But I am going to teleport him out and come right back. And then we'll have to figure something out so that when Orin and Gideon wake up and he's not here, we have some sort of story so that... Well, how do we explain that he left? You need a ring to teleport. Well, I don't know. Maybe he has one. I don't know. He said he didn't have one or an asked earlier. You could say that I just snuck out. That's true. The The door's not barred anymore now that the statue lady's not there. Here's another possibility that we could consider. If you could, uh... Well... Actually, sorry, this does not work. Disguise self doesn't let you do a uh, specific person, does it? No, that would be alter self, I'm afraid. Kieran, I... Well, it's worth a shot. I appreciate you coming clean. I mean, we need to... I don't know. I don't know what to think right now. But that's the thing, is if we're both knocked out, then neither of us know that how he got out of here either. Maybe he has something that he could do. At that point, we are none the wiser. Just say he overpowered us, and... Well, let's say he came after me first, and then he went after you, Jessup. But say he knocked us both out, and when we came to, he was gone. We could even immediately wake up Orin and Gideon once this is all through and, and say, Oh, Orin, Gideon, he's gone. He knocked us out. He's gone. Oh no, how did he get out? And we, we have no idea, right? Yeah, both of you do appear to be on your last legs. I don't, well, speaking from one that you didn't have two just a few hours ago, so. I did not know that. Honestly, I think that's our best plan. What if they catch us in a lie? You'll have to kill them. Oh, that's, okay. Okay, all right, you know, that's... killing people, all right? Wait, We're not who you, killing who, who have you been trying to kill this whole time when I've been in the room sneezing like a cat? <laughs> this is not a funny matter, Kieran. You guys talk about killing us in there? Listen, I haven't seen my brother in a very long time, so I'm sorry if I'm a little out of sorts. To be fair, he didn't agree with it. I, I guess. Thank you. Wait, you wanted to kill us? No. He no, I just you. mentioned I just mentioned it was a possibility. He said if this conversation didn't go well, that, you know... Yeah, well, why didn't you lead with that? That would have put a lot of pressure off on me. Well, I didn't want that to be on the table, because it's not an option. So... <sighs> oh, I've got it. This, this could be really bad. A 3v2? I was thinking sure. the same thing. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let's say he knocked us out, and then he took one of our our rings and then, and then that could be maybe he knows how to teleport and with that ring he was able to get out so one of us would have to give up our ring I would vote for you Jessup because I'm the one that has to be able to teleport us and if I don't have a ring then I can't do that or we could say he took it off of Orin or Gideon Gideon doesn't need it you're asking quite a lot from me you know given the circumstances and the, the whole Malthunian and the Yada, yada. Yada. Look, Jessup, um, I know that uh, your country and my country haven't had the greatest of histories, but I am willing for the time being to set that aside and continue impartially. Kieran assures me that Nirmathos has nothing to do with this. In fact, we may have a common enemy. If that is true, then... I can try to persuade my superiors. It feels odd saying that, but 
I don't think we are on different sides here. You know, I think we could really use any help that you could provide on the outside, especially from Malthoon's end, because I know sure as heck they ain't going to talk to me. And, uh, tell you the truth, I'm kind of tired of fighting hype goblins. I, 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 humans are a lot easier. You, you want to go back to fighting humans? Yeah, let's just go back to the, you know, the Nirmathas Malthuni war. That was, that was a lot simpler time, I think, than having to deal with all this onyx key teleportation dimensional road nonsense. It's just getting too much. I'm too old. Yeah, you know, the good old days when we killed the, each the other. The good old days. <laughs> it has been over 300, yeah, 3,650 days. I can call it the good old days. Karen takes a step back and is like, maybe I need to go and not come back. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right, and takes a step forward. Is, I think you and I have more in common than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, listen, Jessup, if it makes you feel any better, I can come clean to Orin and Gideon tomorrow, but I need it to be after Raiden's gone. Because if I do it now, Orin is going to insist that Raiden goes before the council. And that's not happening. They will they will lock him up. There's too much going on. There's too much conflict of interest. I'm not allowing that to happen. If you'd like, I could leave a, leave a letter. Be like, I, I knocked you both out and I left a letter explaining what I did. I'm sure that won't seem odd. That not not at all. Not at all. I don't know if that's the best like, idea. Hello, dwarf. This is why I knocked out your friends and ran away. <laughs> no. You know, I don't really know what to think of it, honestly, but um, you've done so much for me and Nimithas. I can't tell you no, I don't think. I don't think I have it in the heart for everything you've done. As much as maybe you don't want to hear supporting Nimithas as you have. My home, a lot of us would have been killed without you. Here, why don't you just teleport? Kieran, why don't you just say you took a watch and your brother here convinced me to want to go up to show him the runes and you just knocked me out on the way and maybe you came and find me. Are, are you okay with lying to Orin and Gideon, though? Because if you're not, I understand and I, I will tell them. And if they wish me to leave, I will. Ah, I'm not lawful. Fair enough. I, I am, uh, but in this situation, I'm going to pretend I'm not. That's, well, I'm sure that's how alignment works. But. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> well, you know, compared to with Gideon and uh, Orin, I've been with you the longest. and <sighs> Just don't make me regret this decision to help you. I won't. In fact, I will remember this, Jessup. This means more to me than I think you really even know. Ah, I mean, you probably saved my kids to countless times, but who's counting? I mean, you did technically bring me back from utter stoning. So, yeah, that's cool. Although here's the thing that I just thought of is I can teleport him to Canterit, no problem. Coming back here, though, I may end up somewhere else. There's no guarantee I may not come back to this immediate spot. Um, in which case you might need to come up with a different story. Ah, uh, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming it doesn't go terribly, terribly wrong, as long as you're somewhere in Kragadan, surely you could say that you were just investigating other areas. You have the sigil, right, you spoke of? Yes, I do. I do. Maybe I could just... say I came out to give a report, yeah. and the others are staying inside to ensure that it's cleared out or something. I'll, I'll come up with something. Just, all right, you guys do what you need. Jessup takes off the ring, hands it to you, Kieran. I'll just mosey on this way. 
just turns and looks at uh, Raiden. Just don't, don't, uh, just, just do it quick. I, I've been through a rough day. Just, I'm kind of ready for a nap, honestly. And he just starts randomly walking this way. Just well, before you do, Raiden oh, okay. kind of puts a hand on your shoulder and stops. He says, "Before we do this, I just want you to know." Many years ago, my grandfather came back from Neomathos saying all sorts of things that went in contrast to what myself and and my brothers learned growing up. Our father said that he had just been captured and his mind manipulated into thinking things that weren't true. Karen's saying similar things now. I don't know if I'm fully convinced I've had many years thinking one way, but if nothing else, your actions, Jessup, despite being a ranger and and my history with rangers, you've presented yourself in a much more honorable way than I could have ever expected. Sorry, sneeze again. (laughs) Apart from your very strange sneezes, you seem like a very decent guy. I might be allergic to some sort of satin or silk that you're wearing, I'm not sure. I apologize. Um, no, but Jessup will look just dead in the eye with the most serious face probably that Kieran might have ever seen with Jessup. And, you know, obviously I've had a lot of turmoil over the years between Malthu and War Nymthos. And I certainly have my views on how I want to protect and stand up for all the Nymphathi there are. But that doesn't mean I hate the individuals of Malthu. I'm sure there's good people there just like there's good people in Nymathos. And in my time with the Rangers, I can tell you, I've met some pretty bad ones. Some that kind of ashamed to call allies for the things that I've heard that they've done. But your brother here, he's done so much for us. I can't really turn him down or ask for help now. He's done more for us than I've seen many Rangers do. He's a good person. Just kind of starts meandering just, I guess you can stop me whenever you want to knock me out. Hopefully before the tentacles, please. Oh, I went the wrong way! Is there, I'm a dead end! Come sulking back! Hold that side, wrong way. Yeah, um, Jessup, you can hear behind behind you um, before all of this goes down, you can kind of hear him turn and, and, and say to Kieran, he says, well, I've learned quite a lot more here than I ever could have thought. And then it goes black, and Kieran, you are left there with him, um, and a knocked out Jessup. Well, that went better than I thought it would. Yes, I admit I was about 75% sure that I'd have to kill him, but um, he was, as you said, much more reasonable than I was led to believe he would be. All right, well, where do you want to go? Oh, if, yes, um... Anywhere within Kenrit is fine. I can make my way after that. And to be perfectly honest, uh, you don't have the um, clearance to know where the headquarters is. So, yeah, just take me anywhere. All right, well, I'm going to take you to my favorite bar. Right outside. It's far enough away from home that nobody will recognize me, I don't think. All right. And I gotta roll a d100. And you end up in Absalom. <laughs> Would you say I'm very familiar with this particular bar? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be proud of that. 
Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, 1d100. I gotta get out the spell to see what... Yeah, because last session, I remember rolling 100. I'm pretty sure. I yeah, recently so you're very familiar. Oh, you just need to roll a 1 to 97. 81. Yeah. Okay. You're good. So you teleport over there, and for the first time in the Iron Fang Invasion campaign, you are in Molthoon. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, takes in the sights and sounds. It's been a long time since he's been back, but he cannot linger because he is afraid that somebody, even though it's a very large city, he's afraid of being recognized. So he will almost immediately after he does the uh, like hand clasp on the arms with his brother, mm-hmm. and then he will cast teleport and leave okay now getting back i know what would you Uh, say so what do these say casually yeah Uh, where does it have the descriptions it is very familiar studied carefully seen casually viewed once very familiar is a place where you've been very often and where you feel at home studied carefully as a place you know well either because you can currently physically see it or you've been there often seen casually is a place that you have seen more than once but with which you are not very familiar and viewed once is a place that you have seen once possibly using magic such as scrying then it would probably be seen casually you guys you've been here for a number of days so it's not yeah. seen once but it's not like studied carefully mm-hmm. just roll up oh so my do. goodness so one to 76 oh no what happened so you got uh, off target yeah. A 92. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so. What's so, this I'm going to do off, now? Off target, you appear safely a random distance away from the destination in a random direction. Distance off target is a percentage of the distance that was to be trapped. What? Oh, my goodness. Okay. How far is what? Moon? Okay, oh, let me. Oh, let my gosh. Something you here. Could be, you could be. Yeah. Mine. You're. Dude, yeah. she arrives at the citadel. <laughs> yeah, you could be so far away. Oh She's no! Popping next to Xanathura. Oh, oh hey! And I mean, the chances of even being close to Kragadon are pretty low because you'd have to get like what within a couple percentage. So you'd have to roll like what a one, two, or three to even be within a mile. Yeah, so I, I quickly, when I was in Canaret, I quickly bought a few scrolls of teleport so that I could. <laughs> oh, that's that's very teleport. Josh of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you mind me pulling up a map, Jace? Because I think we could figure out the exact miles. I've got it. Oh, uh, you oh, do? No. Yeah, I'm looking at the map here. Um, this is amazing. So it's so from far away. To there. <laughs> and I have secretly rolled the um, the percentage. How far What's is that? It? Like, what is the mileage? I'm trying to find a map that gives me actual mileage. Yeah, Kragadan, thankfully, is like southern near Mythos, so we're pretty close to Malthoon. Yeah, Kragadan is not as far. It's probably... Let me just get a map of Malthoon so I can see where Canaret is. It's so from the there, <laughs> from there to there, is probably a little less than two hundred miles. From where to where? So, from Kragadan to Canaret. So if we read that correctly, one percent is two miles off target. Yes. Oh boy! Oh boy! You're pretty off. You're going to be pretty off target to start. Oh so, 
with what I rolled. This went horribly wrong. I love it. You I'm so happy. Just desserts. Yeah, I feel the same. Okay. <laughs> and he wouldn't okay. know. Could he just? Could you imagine if he just Weird. blips onto the front lines? Yeah, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait! Wearing wearing a cloak of long shadow. <laughs> so, Kieran, you cast teleport, and <laughs> so as it goes off, you can feel the magic carrying you away t- through space, and you can sense something didn't go perfectly right. And when you appear at the next location, you look around and you see you are out in the open on the surface. You're not underground. Looking around, you see structures. You're in the middle of a city. And it looks like it even has dwarven architecture. But it's on the surface. And you're looking around and you can see that there are banks of a river on either side of... Like you're standing on a like a bridge just within a city overlooking a river and you know this is not Kragadan there are people all around you it seems to be midday you're in skelt (laughs) yeah you gotta be Uh, skelt right you're in skelt the direction off target is also determined randomly so you just roll like just a random direction and you're just that far off target that's amazing you can see there are a lot of dwarves going back and forth as you appear out of nowhere a lot of them jump to the side of the and in Dwarven start exclaiming things like, Oh, of all the places. Uh, it's just plain rude. Right, of all the places, this place is... <laughs> That's quite a way to greet someone. You just appear out of nowhere and then you start asking questions. We haven't even yeah, introduced I'm, ourselves. I'm sorry, I didn't expect to come here. My name's Kieran. I'm... A sorcerer. I just teleported for the second time of my life, and I have no idea where I'm at. Do you happen well, to know where this is? Sounds like you're in quite a, a bad, a bad spot, then, aren't you? That remains to be seen. Is this a bad spot? Depends on your thoughts on uh, Zon Kuthon. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, all right. Um, I don't know up. where you're from, Mr. Oh. Sorcerer, but uh, oh. you are now in the the so small bad. city of Glimmerhold in Nidal. Oh, Nidal. That's not <laughs> where I expected to go <laughs> in Nidal. Glimmerhold. Yes. Right. Do you know Where were you trying to get to? Uh, nearish Kragadan? Oh. Yeah, that's about 50 miles away or so. 50 miles away. Something like that. Um, <laughs> let me, let me look. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... Yes, well, um, I'm sure you'll figure it out. <laughs> and then he turns and starts to leave. <laughs> and so Sarah needs to make a backup character because every day from now on she only rolls like 90 plus and she can never teleport <laughs> back yeah. to Kraken. Never no. get back. Nidal is a bad place to end up though also. They're all a bunch of... Ugh. Yeah, so Glimmerhold is a small <laughs> dwarven city located within the borders of the human country of Nirmathas, 
situated in the Mindspin Mountains by the border by Nidal, but on the map I'm looking at it is clearly across the border. Yeah, uh, it's the one I'm looking at too. It's yeah, it gives definitely. me a map, and it is clearly in the Nidal border. But I could see, I could see the argument for saying it's in near Mythos, but it's. I am Do going they... to go with Nidal because the alignment of the city is lawful evil. That, that strikes me as Nidal. Oh, this is a pickle. So, yeah, uh, Kieran, what would what would you like to do? I don't know because I don't have any more spell slots to teleport again. This is amazing. Well. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to love when Orin and Gideon wake up before Jessup and just see him knocked out. <laughs> and Kieran's gone with <laughs> this Kieran's other game. Yeah. yeah, there's... Yeah, and Kieran's like, "Oh, don't make me regret this." Oh, you definitely won't. Mm-hmm. Um, good grief, this is not good. Yikes! Yeah. So I have three castings of Dimension Door. I have two castings of Fly. Um, it's midday. Can't you just go buy a scroll? Oh yeah, could I just go buy a scroll of teleport? I was curious about that. You said midday, but is that correct? Seems Dude, we're we're underground. Like we don't. Yeah. You guys haven't been on the surface for about three, two, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Might be more than that. You guys haven't seen the sun in a oh, long time. Oh, that's not true. Didn't they? They went up to go see the war with Malthoon, didn't they? Oh, that's true. So you were up on you were on the, you were on the soft surface like a week ago. Yeah. But uh, to be fair, your sleep schedule since then has been irregular, to say the least. Um. Yeah. I'm just looking up some stuff here. It is a small city, so it would have. A base limit of up to 4,000, and it would have a spellcaster level of 6th. So, according to the settlement stat block, um, you could conceivably hire the services the services of a spellcaster to do teleport, which would imply that you could find a scroll, potentially, of it. Assuming that you have the money to buy one. Well, we have, I have the, I have the haversack, (laughs) which is fortuitous because, so it depends on how much that scroll costs. So teleport is a fifth level scroll. So the scroll for a fifth level spell is 1,125 gold. That's not as bad as I thought. I don't have that much in my personal inventory, but I could sell something of my own and get money. Let's go on a little side, side shopping trip. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do a little bit of barter bartering, I guess. Good grief. What do I have that? Okay, I as long sell? as you're sure that you have enough, then we don't need to get into the details of what specifically you sell. As long as you're sure that you could sell enough, then you can find out after the session what you would have had to part with. Yeah, so I so we have enough in the party inventory, and I think since Kieran's the one that handles the money. He'll just keep track of that and he'll take that out of his share later when we get enough money personally to reimburse. Okay. So we have 2,600 gold in party funds. So I will take out a loan against the party and okay. use that. And like none of us know. Yeah. <laughs> silly lawful character. Yeah. It's a good thing that Kieran's the one that keeps the inventory <laughs> because otherwise he wouldn't have had the haversack with him. Yeah. So you can purchase a scroll at teleport if you so wish. <laughs> I almost. <laughs> I hope you screwed up again. Like I, I I'm feel sorry, like but I not need, sorry. I need to buy two. <laughs> they have two. I guess. Yeah. I will just have to try to do it again. Are you really gonna buy two? <laughs> Maybe you should. No, I don't. I doubt they would have two. 
Well, just teleport to another major city that might. <laughs> yeah, well, realistically, at this point, if if uh, Kieran were to get the same result, it's now a percentage of 50 miles, so he'll get closer. That's true. He might be in the middle of the Mindspin <laughs> Mountains somewhere. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> that would be even worse. I don't want to do that. So, all right, I will... We're looking for a 1 to 88. 62. 62. 62. There you 62 go. 62 is good. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it would be great if you teleported in the middle of the Malthoon battle wearing all the uh, ranger gear that you uh, have. I know. <laughs> you had made it to the front lines. I'm Malthoon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yes. So after maybe an hour <laughs> detour going around looking for a scroll of teleport and then using it, you do... Make your way back this time on target with where you would like to be. And uh, you can pretend that none of that happened, except that there's a lot of money missing from the that nobody would know about. But still. Uh, uh, okay, so now Kieran is going to. He wants to try to like make it look like he was also knocked out. So I think he wants to try to like. I don't know, run up against a pillar or something on the side of his head, like give himself a black eye or something to make it look like he got knocked out too. Just wake uh, up Jessup for him to knock you out and then Jessup will try to do it and we just kind of keep repeatedly trying <laughs> yeah, to knock right? each other out. Uh, you could roll a strength check to see like if you were to bash your head against one of the pillars. Make an attack roll against myself. Well, no, not um, an attack roll, just a strength check. Okay, so strength check is a 19. Okay. I really banged my head against the wall. I'll say you take uh, a quarter of that. So that would be, we'll just round down four points of damage. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) I'm at 17. (laughs) And that's another thing is when I was in this city, I was like covered in blood, (laughs) like bruises and cuts. And like my clothes are probably a mess. I don't think, well, I don't know if my clothes are affected by fastidiousness or not, but I wasn't in great shape. I start to wonder how common it is for people on random streets to see wizards show up just bloodied. Although, if Nidal is, you know, they probably were like, oh, he's really devoted to Zonkuthon. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good like, point. That, that he, yeah, he might have yeah. been, that's probably why he was so hospitable at first. Yeah. He was just like, he wasn't just immediately like, oh, call the guards. He was like, oh, this guy knows what he's up. He's into the self-harm. Oh. <sighs> All right, so now Kieran is going to run back into this room and he's going to, like, shake Orin and Gideon awake and, like, in a panic, he's going to be like, Orin, Gideon, quick, wake up, wake up. Uh, I'm up, I'm up. What, uh, what, what is what is it, Kieran? Where's where's Jessup? Where's Jessup? What happened? No, he was watching, wasn't he? I don't know. He, I mean, he was. We we both were, but something happened. That that man, that Eustacius, he, he... All I remember is just sitting here talking with Jessup, and I... Everything went black. And I don't see Jessup here anymore. I don't know what happened to him. We need to find him. Uh, I'll search around this side, and right. he'll start uh, grabbing his stuff and going in this way. All right, hold on. We better stick together just in case he's still here. We're all, we're all not doing very good. Oh, 
Good grief. Did you drop your sword? Oh, something fell on Jessup. Oh, that was him picking <laughs> up his mace. <laughs> <laughs> He's just picking up his mace. Are you all. putting your armor on real quick? You're like, just give me four <laughs> minutes. Put my no. armor on. No, he, he didn't do he that. his pants. Really, really hope we don't run into something. Nope. Oh, I love that AC right there. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a nice AC, huh? Amazing. Yes, yeah, so you guys start making way, your way up there, and you do pretty quickly see around the corner, you see a pair of, of legs. They're just, just legs? legs? <laughs> <laughs> well, from the angle, you can't see what they're attached to just yet. But you do hear some very cat-like the snoring. The Medusa <laughs> took my legs, so I will take this fat man's. <laughs> Gideon will run up and use up a uh, thing of the wand. Wait, just kidding. I'm out of charges. <laughs> you hit him with a stick. Yeah. Oh, God, I think he's dead. Um, with a heel check, you could tell that he's unconscious. Yeah. Is he? Is he all right? Uh, yeah, he looks to just be unconscious. I, he's not dead. Oh, thank goodness. Wake up! <laughs> He'll shake him. <laughs> um, Kieran. Can you do like any hit point healing? I mean, I can. Okay. Because that would that would definitely wake him up. I can do an invocation. I mean, yeah, I still have some healing spells from the night. Okay, yeah, uh, I. I don't care to like track it. Just knowing that it was there, you could have just used it. Yeah, cure yeah, light wounds. I still had available. Yeah. So Jessup, you you come to consciousness. Jessup wakes up in a frantic and just kind of spins around and oh, what's going on? Ha, haste! Where is where is he? Uh, we do not know. Jessup, are you all, are you all right? What happened? I he like rubs his head. I don't know. I uh, went to go take you, not you, the guy I nicknamed you, to go look at the images he he, he mentioned because we went sleeping and then he was getting impatient to look at those and made it this way and then I was, I'm guessing he struck me. And I, now you're here. Well, Time is it. He didn't choose to kill you. Yeah, that's... yeah. Oh, I guess, and he's patting around, and oh shoot, we got we got to go back to the entrance. My my ring's gone. Oh, your oh the the Kragadon ring. Oh, he must have taken it to to teleport out of here or something. We still could be here, right? What uh, what happened to you, Karen? I don't remember much. I was. I was just sitting there and he wanted to show Jessup this thing. So they both went out. Next thing I know, everything went black. Well, I guess you're right. That man must have been shady. Yeah, this is a strange twist indeed. He implicates himself, does he not, by fleeing? Maybe he was working with the Iron Fang all along. Possibly. No, they wouldn't hire, they wouldn't accept the help of a human, do you think? I mean, if he was being a scapegoat, well, they hired a Medusa and backstabbed her. Yeah, Literally. I mean, Xanathar is working with them, and she's not a hobgoblin, so maybe they just employed him. I mean, think, they found this miraculous artifact and probably didn't end up wanting to share. Well, I mean, he gave us some information before he left, so maybe we'll be able to verify his story or Maybe the opposite when we speak with the dwarf later this morning or the synod later. Well, I was quite skeptical of him 
from the start, I, it seems unlikely that the king would have hired him. The king has been in mourning for some time. I, I doubt, I doubt he would have been involved at all. It would have been the same synod that would have hired him, not the king. Well, I mean, honestly, you would, you would know. I, I don't know much about the political structure here. Sorry, Oren, if we sounded like we doubted you or, or kind of your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, you seemed quite insistent that he not necessarily have to go ahead of them. I am quite disappointed with that. I, I'm not sure what the insistence that he might not go before them was. I just wanted to hear his side of the story first. Well, uh, certainly we've heard part of it, but now that he's gone, I'm not sure we can trust anything <laughs> that he had said. I was thinking about the paper comment, too. <laughs> what paper comment? When he, he burned all the contracts after swearing that he was going to hold them until he got to crank it in. I, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I just love, like, those situations where people start pointing fingers and then they're just all pointing at each other. It's like The Spider-Man meme? The Spider-Man <laughs> meme. Yep. <laughs> Clearly, I was in on it with the, uh, the Draugr. <laughs> you know, I wanted to keep them safe, you know. It, it's fine. Yeah. But no, I, I was skeptical. Uh, it seems unlikely that they would hire a human to investigate this matter. I mean, yes, humans are in Kragadon, but it just seems... It, it seems unlikely that they would hire them to look into this matter. I mean, this, this seems like something that would be handled by dwarves. I thought the same thing, but here we are. At a half-elf and two humans. There's really only half-elf and one human. <laughs> one dwarf one's a pretend dwarf. <laughs> one's a pretend dwarf. Okay, alright. I'm not actually a dwarf. It just gives me some of the characteristics. You're getting a little scruffy. Listen, Orin, I'm... I'm sorry. I I doubted you. I just... I, I didn't want to make decisions for him without hearing his side of the story. And I see now that I was wrong. I mean, I'm I'm going to kind of frank about this, but it's a matter for Kragadon, not for you. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be rude. You're being helpful, but this it really shouldn't have been up to you. This isn't your home. I mean, this this is this is an attack on Kragadon, and and you're making decisions for people that we find in an incriminating space. I mean, I'm not saying that the guy was bad, but. Certainly having him talk to the Synod makes sense, though. I, I just, I don't understand the objection. You know, it's not all about Kragadon. You know, this is a Neomythos problem. Uh, anyway, listen, I, I don't, I don't want to fight right now. He's gone. I mean, we're not fighting. I mean, it is what it is. You both have been injured. I mean, I, clearly he attacked you, but I just, it's very frustrating is all. It has been a very frustrating day. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it now. So we'll just deal with it. Let's all sleep. No. We should think on it, uh, I, I think, uh, and talk in the morning. I, I wonder, I had erased most of my suspicion of Malthoon's involvement, but Eustace, man, we met, he, he adds a le level of confusion that I, I can't quite make sense of quite yet. His actions don't line up with his words tonight. Well, and Malthoon's not entirely innocent. Let's not forget they are sieging Kragadon. While ineffectively, they are still trying to hurt dwarves. I suppose we'll talk it out in the morrow. So we've all had some time to think about it. Indeed. Well, that telling you, that's the last time I keep watch on myself. Yeah. If you want, I can take the rest of the night. Uh, Jessup. <laughs> Jessup quickly walks back. Yes. I need to sleep. <laughs> 
That begs the question, though, is can you sleep with Keep Watch or are you forced to stay awake? I think I could dismiss it, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you take any strenuous activities, I think it fails. And me getting knocked unconscious probably constitutes oh, yeah. a strenuous activity. Oh, yeah, me teleporting 200 miles, <laughs> probably <Yeah>. strenuous. <laughs> and then running around this strange city in Nidal <laughs> trying to find a stupid scroll. It is not dismissible. Interesting. So how much time has passed? Um, so it's been probably about, we'll say, two hours. Yeah, Jason, so let's just say for the sake of argument, so Jessica can sleep, that he had to roll initiative against Kieran's brother. And then he was in combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gideon will don his armor and post up, keep watch. Yeah, Kieran's going to, like, slump in the corner and try to go to sleep, but I, I it's going to be rough. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to. The next of the the rest of the night passes uneventfully this time and you guys can wake up the next day with you know the hp that you would regain all of your spell slots and everything re-prepared or opened for the two of you or the or maybe it was just Gideon um on watch you see no sign of this man approaching or anything there's no movement until you're you know Companions wake up. Orin, do you have the resources to cast Ray's Dead again? Uh, I believe I have a, a, a diamond. Uh, we have one more, I do believe, correct? Uh, yes, we have, we have two diamonds, so... Perhaps this uh, woman here can fill us in on some more details. Yeah, yeah, ho- hopefully. I, I've got a bit of a plan that I'd like to run by you guys before we bring her back. I mean, we can't... I I honestly don't trust anything down here now. I mean, there's been so much deception, uh, both from the Medusa and the gentleman we brought back and, you know, that hobgoblin that almost made us take a lava bath. Uh, I I actually have a spell that I'd I'd like to use uh, with everyone's agreement uh, that makes it so no one within its zone can tell lies. Did anyone have objections to that? Uh, in this instance, I am fine with um, compulsing truth. It is a compulsion. In fact, yes, it is a compulsion. So I, I'm trying to ask that everyone just ag- agree to it and participate. Uh, I think that's the only way we can trust this dwarf woman and speak freely. Sure, making sure she's going to tell us the truth. Well, I actually, I was thinking that we should recount all of our stories. Before we go back to the council. What pot? The whole thing. Everything from start to finish to make sure everything seems to be on the up and up. Sure, I suppose. Okay. No objections from me. So first, Orin will waste a spell resurrecting. Ah, level five spell goodbye. (laughs) It's the money that hurts the most. It really is. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my god, 5,000 gold. Really? Really? So, Orin will resurrect her. Okay. So you cast Raise Dead on the dwarf. Her eyes shoot open just like uh, everybody who suddenly wakes up from death. And uh, she is caught in like a mid-scream, but quickly calms down and like frantically looks around and she's, Who are, who are all of you? What, what's happened? Where are we? Are we, still in, are we still in the vault? Yes, yes. Where, where is that creature? I assume you mean the Medusa? 
I, I'm not sure what it was. It had blue eyes. Uh, yes, yes, it was a Medusa, and uh, she is dead, but also not dead. Undead. Okay. That, but she's that. gone. For now. She's, she's pretty cor- corpsey right now. She's corpsey. Okay. You are in no danger. I'm uh, Oren from Kragadon. Uh, these are my companions, Jessup, uh, Gideon, and Kieran. We're uh, here investigating what happened. Yes, uh, as was I. The Synod had sent a, a group of us in to ascertain who had stolen the artifact from here. Unfortunately, we didn't get very far. This place has been overrun by Gugs. I think they followed the thieves in, and we were kind of caught between them, and oh, we didn't we didn't last very long, I'm afraid. If, uh, if, if you don't mind, uh, we've, we've been a bit deceived by another, uh, person that we found down here. Uh, I- I'd like to cast a spell before we continue discussing, uh, that would allow us to, um, speak truthfully to one another. Would you be okay with that before we continue talking? It won't harm you, mind you. It's, it's simply to tell the truth. I, I know you don't know us, but, uh, we are from Kragadon and... Orin will show her the sigil rings that we have. Jessup will not. <laughs> oh, except my friend. Um, uh, he, his was stolen by the uh, aforementioned uh, person that deceived us. And you have my word. No harm will come to you. A zone of truth, if I'm understanding the spell correctly, will compel us to tell the truth as well. Indeed. So our words will not be lies either. So as you say that, you can tell that um, her first reaction is offense at the idea that like she's being questioned and then like especially by people that she doesn't know right right most sure. most of which are not dwarves yeah right Dwarf kind you you show the sigil of Kragadan and she kind of backs down a little bit but you can still you can tell that she's still kind of offended at the proposition that she's under question. Uh, and she responds, she says, I don't want to offend any of you, but I mean, you, you clearly have the sigils there, so I can assume that you are um, legitimate. And she shows her hand, which has a, a sigil of her own. And she says, if, if that is what we are using to verify truthfulness, then I can do so as well. Uh, so I don't want to be combative or anything, but I just... It's, it's a little strange for uh, non-dwarves to be questioning me in my own home, even if they are bearing the rings of Kragadan. Well, and I respect your doubt, and that's all the more reason that I believe we wanted to cast it. That way, you do not doubt our story, nor ours yours. It's, it goes both ways. Did you just ask her permission, but you're going to do it anyway? Oh, no, no, we're not going to force you. Um, we're just explaining our motives. It is unfortunate, but I, I will have to insist. I don't think that that's how you ask permission, Born. <laughs> I'm really not. I, I'm sorry, but I mean, you two were attacked by a person that we brought back from petrification. I, I don't trust anything that anyone says right now. Uh, you'll, you'll forgive uh, Oren's suspicion. We, we have been 
uh, double-crossed in, in some ways, and, and so we're just a little skittish is all. Uh, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and roll me a diplomacy check. Uh, Gideon, you can aid. Yeah, sure. Wait, can I just roll my own? If you want to roll your own, you can do that. I'm I'm giving um, I'm giving uh, bonuses for being a dwarf and having the sigil, uh, but you can roll your own, and I'll give you the bonus for having the sigil. Just I won't do the one for being a dwarf. I'm not very diplomatic. <laughs> How about myself? Much more diplomatic. <laughs> a little bit more diplomatic. Do I win her with any of the the good points I made? <laughs> yeah so um like you can tell that as Oren grows more insistent she gets a little bit off put but like as you're kind of explaining where he's coming from and like you mentioned like petrification and other stuff she kind of calms down and nods but says all right yeah it sounds like you've been through your own fair share of things um i suppose i can be understanding but uh i just to be also fair i will uh, be keeping my eye on you as you cast, uh, and if if I determine that you are casting something other than what you say, I, I will be resisting. Of course. If it if it helps at all, I I am a cleric of Torog. I does that help at all? A bit. Do you get any fear? A, a, a bit, yes. Um, I I don't uh, just like you were saying. I don't mean to doubt you when you do have the sigil as well. It's just sure. It it was um it was a, an odd proposition to be suddenly given uh, given the circumstances and having just woken up. Once we cast it, if 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 uh, you let us explain, I, I think it'll clear things up. Because because then you'll know if we're speaking true as well. Yes, I mean, well, I mean, I have no assurances that none of you resisted the spell. But oh, that's true. That's fair. But uh, if you'd like to cast it. Yeah, Zone of Truth. Why not? Okay. Uh, so you cast Zone of Truth. Who wants to resist? I think it's what a 16 will save. Yeah, so everybody who wants to resist, go ahead and uh, you can GM roll me if you want. I'm going to be GM rolling her. Well, she's well I think that would make the most sense. Yeah, because we shouldn't know whether they're <laughs> like, it doesn't say anything about me knowing if someone resists. So Yeah, so if you want to resist, go ahead and GM roll it. You can choose to forego a save. It's just that, like, nobody's going to know who did or didn't forego a save. As far as you know, she does not appear to resist the spell. So you cast a spell. She looks at you and says, uh, Well, then, perhaps you could start. Yeah, so just to clear your mind why, why we're doing this. Uh, in this room off to my side here, we, we found another person, a, a human who had been petrified as well. And uh, we revived that human as well. And uh, they had a pretty compelling story, similar to yours, very similar to yours, uh, that you were uh, hired to come in here and investigate. And this human even said that he knew you. Uh, he said that your name was, and I don't remember because we only said it once. I don't remember what he called her. Uh, he said her name was Igues. Iguis. Yeah, he said his, uh, your name was Iguis. Uh, <coughs> he seemed quite legitimate, but uh, it seems as though he may have attacked uh, my companions Jessup and Kieran here and uh, escaped somehow from from this area. So it, it has left us a, a bit frazzled, myself especially, because uh, I, I didn't quite trust him to begin with, and, and I should have followed my gut. Uh, he called himself... 
Y- Eustis or something like that? What was it, Jason? Yeah, Eustis. Is that right? I just called him you because I could remember <laughs> pronounce his name. Well, um, regardless of what he called himself, I can say with certainty that he was not a part of my group. We were composed entirely of dwarves. And my name is not Euquess. It is Bella Chal. So I, I don't know who this other individual was, but uh, he had no relation to me or my group. As for my part, as I said, I was sent here by the Synod to inquire as to what happened in the vault. There was a theft, and whoever broke into Vault Way seemed to have made their way into here. And so we had someone sent in to figure out what all was stolen. We did not account for the tribe of Gugs that had followed these intruders and were caught off guard and that led us to well uh, essentially being wiped out what i can say from what we ascertained in the brief uh, time before that happened is that we had discovered some bits of evidence that implied that uh, Morthun had sent agents in to steal something uh, however i truthfully didn't really buy that story after seeing them. Uh, The items were placed a bit too cleanly, you could say. It, it, something about it didn't sit well with me, and it almost, it almost looked like the items were there, like we, like we were supposed to find them. If agents of Molthun had been here, even if they had been attacked by the Gugs like we were, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense in and of itself, but even if we assume that to be the case, there's no reason why they would be leaving the items that they left behind. It is not very soldier-like to be dropping your weapon just in the middle of nowhere without there being an excess of blood that would show a battle or anything like that. There were coins as well, which seems like an odd thing to be leaving behind. And the, the mint on the coin was a bit odd. Again, it's just theories on my part, but it, it didn't feel right. But before I could really uh, investigate it too thoroughly, uh, that's when the Gugs showed up and attacked. And um, I know some of my comrades did make it out alive, but I was at the back of the pack, and uh, that is when um, I saw those blue eyes and uh, just... Uh, Everything went black after that. Okay, well, that uh, it sounds like you were on the right track from what we've uncovered. It doesn't seem to have been Malthoon. Uh, it does seem to be the Iron Fang Legion. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them or not. I'm not. Uh, they were a, a beast mercenary group for Malthoon, uh, but they haven't been a part of Malthoon for some time. But it, it seems like it's uh, it's not a ploy by by Malthoon. It seems like this is something independent of that. Um, we, we've discovered uh, some aliases that were involved and they don't seem to be aligned with Malthoon as a nation. Uh, more, or le- more, more or less just the Iron Fang Legion. They, they were here for uh, an artifact known as the Onyx Key. All right. Uh, what evidence do you have that would implicate the Iron Fang Legion specifically. Oh, yes. Uh, Kieran, uh, do you have our, our documents that notes, journals, things that we found from the Iron Fang Legion? Plenty of hard evidence, actually. 
Oh, yes, yes. And he'll pull out the journals and stuff. The notes. Yep, and she kind of looks through some of these and says, And uh, where did you find these? These were in here? and They were in the vault? Were they on body- bodies or something? The Medusa that you were petrified by seemed to also have been a part of the Iron Fang Legion at, at some point, but some treachery seems to have been uh, involved. And it was just the Medusa that came? Or were there others? It mentions here other names. Were all of these? Did you find all of these? No, just the Medusa's body and, and maybe a hobgoblin, but not the bodies of, of the others, no. So we have the the body of the Medusa and the, and the body of a hobgoblin? Yes. All right. A hobgoblin would certainly be convincing evidence. Uh, well, we smashed all those. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I think maybe okay. that might have not been the best choice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here? Yeah, the, yeah, um, why, why did you smash those, Kieran? All I can say is that the, <laughs> the, the physical body of a hobgoblin would certainly have been convincing. I'm not saying that a Medusa won't be, or that these papers won't be. It just seems like it would have been nice to also see a hobgoblin. But um, who hired you again? The even-handed Synod. Ah, interesting. Um, well, I'll have to have a talk with the uh, prince, but um, ca- carry on. Yeah, so... so- that's that's what we've uncovered is that they were after the onyx key and uh we actually were going to go back and and try to speak with the spirit of the medusa to try and uh deduce more details today but like i said yesterday we came back to revive a human that had been petrified as well and like i said he he had a very similar story that he had been hired suspiciously he he didn't name the Synod, he named the king, which I found suspicious, but before I could think much else of it, uh, we, we had turned in for the night, and uh, like I said, uh, Kieran and, and Jessup were attacked last night. Um, I believe Jessup, he, he asked you to come look at some magic item and knocked you out, and then Kieran was sitting and was knocked out. Right, yeah. I don't really remember much. He just knew that well, Jessup had volunteered to help identify something. He left with him, and I was in the room, probably foolishly, with my back against the entrance, and next thing I know, I was waking up from blackness. What did he say to you, Jessup, to get you to um, pull away with him? They called me out to look over some stuff. We were chatting about going up to the room with the Medusa to look over the murals over there and uh, next thing I know I saw Black was knocked out and he took the ring uh, those are the details that we have yes and then this morning we had we had actually tried to uh, de-petrify you yesterday but um, you you didn't quite make it um, so we had planned to bring you back today in the morning and we thought that you would corroborate his story but obviously there was quite a bit of deception involved which explains why I'd, I'd like to have the zone of truth. Yes, well, clearly, yeah, I... Whatever he was saying is clearly wrong. The king has not had hands in political matters for many years now. It has been the synod who would have made any sort of decision uh, as hiring investigators, and even if that was the case, they certainly wouldn't have hired a third party. I wouldn't think, but again, I've been petrified, so I don't know how the matters of state have gone since then, so they might be in desperate times, but um, t- 
to my knowledge, he is not affiliated with with me um, or the the synod. So there is that. Quite disturbing. Yeah, who 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 was he affiliated with? I suppose. Are you sure he wasn't a part of the Iron Fang Legion, trying to talk his way out of being caught? He very well could have been. Yes, but he was turned to stone. I suppose it did go south there. there. Well, the Hobgoblin was turned to stone too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It it could have been. It doesn't seem likely, but but possible. It's just odd that if he was with the Iron Fang Legion, why did he leave us all alive? He had a he had a great chance to just kill us all. It is curious. It is curious. But it could have very well been that he just didn't want to stay very long. He could have been in a rush. And are you known to the Legion? Would someone who has been here recognize you? <laughs> we had bounty hunters hired against us before. They blasted Kieran's face in. Yeah, I think we're pretty famous. How long has this been the case? Well, he he said that he had been... I mean, but we can't trust anything that he said. Uh, he had been here for, for two years. How, how long have you been here? I don't know. What year is it? Uh, what year did you start your exhibition? It was... It was forty-seven, fifteen at some point. I can't remember the month or the date, but it was. It was. I think that's the year it is. That's what he said too. So it's the same date. So it seems like a lot of people have been in here around the same time. Then there, there were uh, certainly no humans in your party. Oh, of course not. No, um, we were all uh, inquisitors or paladins of um, the uh, Temple of Trud. He didn't say anything else before last night, other than to come look at some item that he found? He, he didn't say anything else to either of you? No. That seems suspicious. I don't know what else you want from us, Oren. We've given you everything that we recounted from last night. I still don't feel great. No need to be defensive, Kieran. It's just, I'm not being about defensive. I just feel a bit <laughs> disappointed that this has, even has to happen in the first place. We've traveled together for so long and yet now you want to use mind-affecting compulsion effects on us. Kieran, don't don't misunderstand. I'm not questioning you or Jessup. I was questioning the petrified dwarf. Oh, I certainly feel like you've been asking us questions. We've given you responses. Well, you two were the only one awake last night. I just wanted to understand more. Don't I, I'm not attacking you. I trust you and Jessup. I certainly don't feel that way right now. Yeah, I feel attacked. You feel attacked too, Jessup. Why would you feel attacked? <laughs> he was literally attacked, Gideon. Literally yeah, attacked. I was, I was one literally attacked, but... Alright, forgive my insensitivity. That that said, and he turns to the... the What was her name? Bellatrol. Bellatrol. Um, I appreciate your cooperation, and your story has filled in details for us, and hopefully when we all meet before the Synod, that we can come together to a conclusion of this investigation. Yes, I think... Uh, the next step would be to gather the Synod and relay this information. They should be made aware as soon as possible. I'm sure that they have gathered some information from my comrades that escaped, but I don't think that what information they would have gathered is the truth, and I think that it is of utmost uh, imperative that we show them what happened here in, in, in truth. Perhaps we can get one of them uh, out of their busy schedule to come and look at it uh, in person with us now that I assume this place has been cleared out now that you've been here. We do have a complication that, that comes to mind. Um, the the man that attacked our two friends here last night uh, stole one of their rings. Will it be possible for, for Jessup to get out of here without one, or is, is he in some danger? 
Uh, as long as someone has a ring, it'll open the door. Yeah, I don't want to get attacked by many dwarven traps of other nonsense. Both the ghostly tendrils, for that matter. There's still some to uncover, but I think that we have the most of the story now. Do we still want to question the Medusa? I think yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we still want to question the Medusa. Um... Alright, well, can we just go and get that over with? Because I think I'm about ready to get out of here. Sure thing, Karen. Yeah, I mean, I I will just apologize. I I I didn't mean to offend you and Jessup or think just, that you were... Does the zone travel with you or is it right here? No, it's right here. Or be questioned. Did you mean to offend me then? Um, honestly, I didn't really care. <laughs> well, he's at the zone of truth still. Please don't take offense by his words. Well, he's... let me step back a few steps here. One second. Let me go over here. That's perfectly all right. I, I understand. <laughs> Jessup waves to Gideon to pop over real quick. Uh, what is it, Jessup? I have to ask, do you really hunt pick berries in the nude often? <laughs> <laughs> Jessup kind of smirks, doesn't even wait for a response, kind of like chuckly punches him in the shoulder and then walks off. Uh, Jessup, before you run off. Sure, sure. Are you all right from last night, I mean? Oh, this morning? Whatever time it is? No, <laughs> yeah. not really. I've been attacked multiple times. Uh, Near-death experiences. The petrification really sucked. Um, yeah. Garen seems shaken up, too. If you can think of any way that, you know, might cheer him up, uh, let me know. I I don't want him to be so down in the dumps and, and uh, upset. He just seems a little off. <sighs> to tell you the truth, I don't know too too much about him. Well, you've been traveling with him the longest. Well, I can tell you for sure, I know that that boy loves a good sauna and some wine. <laughs> or booze. Really of any kind. Alright, well, I'll, I'll buy him a fine bottle of wine. And he can figure out the bath himself. I'm sure he will before I can mention it. Or Orin would like to talk to Karen, like walk and talk with him. Uh, Karen, I... I you you did seem quite upset. I, I really did not mean to offend you. I just shaken by what happened with the human and I just wanted to be certain of this dwarf. I mean, yes, she's one of my kind, but I we can't be certain of anything right now. There's still a lot of unanswered questions. I, I didn't mean to offend you. I do trust you. I just I don't know, Oren. It just seems like for all this talk of trusting each other, that certainly didn't feel like it to me. Well, I And mean, I'm sorry. I guess what I'm most upset about is just the fact that I even let this happen in the first place. No, I think we're all kicking ourselves today. I, I don't think, I don't think you're the only one. I'm kicking myself. I mean, I, I was extremely suspicious of of him from the start, and and I, I didn't listen to my gut. Now I always listen to my gut, and he kind of smacks his stomach, and he's like, I I should have listened to it, and and I didn't. Um, you know, I just. I wanted to hope that we would get more information from him and and find something out. I mean, understand this is this is my home. These aren't these aren't distant people. These are my people, and so I I care greatly about what happens to them. And this is an important matter. I mean, uh, uh, our home's been attacked. It's been infiltrated. Sacred relics have been stolen. You know, so I I I may be overzealous. But, uh, not to interject, but I, I think Oren's right. We all just are kicking ourselves. I, I feel as though I should have known that someone who's petrified their soul couldn't become a ghost. I, 
I should have known that, and I, I thought that perhaps there was something stranger afoot here, and I should have just trusted the knowledge I had. <laughs> Two feet! Yeah. <laughs> I just, I understand that I, I I had planned to use Zone of Truth on the human in the morning anyway, regardless, um, but I still wanted to do it even against the dwarf, like, like I had said. I, even with the dwarf and the hobgoblin, if we had unpetrified them, I'd still want them to go before the Synod. Um, and, and, you know, bear witness to what they've seen here. Uh, and that was regardless of who it was. But I, I certainly didn't want to make you and Jessup feel like you're untrustworthy or, or that I don't trust you. I, I do. I do. We've been through too much for me not to trust you. And you've proven excellent allies. I've pledged my shield to Jessup, and I know, Kieran, that you would have my life and mine yours. I would have your life. Gideon, I told you before, you don't do that here. <laughs> Not to your sleeves. Well, unfortunately for you, Jessup, I am a man of my word. Can you forgive me? I guess. Of course I can forgive you. I, I mean, I think we all need to apologize to each other, but I, I just want to try to understand... You're so zealous for Kragadan, but as far as I know, Kragadan is Nirmathos. So, shouldn't all of Nirmathos be the same? But yeah, I feel like you care more about Kragadan than you do about the rest of Nirmathos. Jessup's out there fighting for everybody. He didn't, you know, give preference to Long Shadow being his direct home. Well, believe it or not, I actually do agree with you. I, uh... Part of the reason I wasn't at Kragadon was that I left to try and help the war-torn area of Ner- of Nirmathos. I, I, I felt like the dwarves weren't doing enough to help the people of Nirmathos. And that's why I set out. That's why I wasn't home when the siege happened. I was out busy trying to heal people. So I do agree with you, but understand this, this is, still is my home. I understand. I, I completely understand. I don't know anything about this place. I don't know anything about your government, but I also don't want to necessarily believe that they are the end-all be-all just because they rule Krakenan. They also can make mistakes. They also can come up with the wrong information. So, you know, taking people in front of the Synod and having them be the end-all be-all is, I don't know, doesn't doesn't quite sit right with me. But... All's well. All, all's well. I, I... Okay. I disagree with that, but I do understand where you're coming from. I, I mean, in the middle of Kragadon, they are the end-all be-all in Kragadon, but I, I do agree. Alright, let's just get this over with. <laughs> oh, I like Kieran so much. He's like, he's like who I had always wanted him to be. <laughs> Anti-establishment, distrusting of large governing bodies. He's becoming less lawful. It's amazing. Uh, well, I mean, I hope you understand he's not being serious. <laughs> this is all a cover. <laughs> he's trying to cover himself. Are you saying you resisted the spell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it should be obvious because you all were party to everything that happened, and then what he said happened. So, I mean, obviously something. No, don't don't take this wrong, Sarah. I just love through how all of this, how absolutely full of it, Kieran is right now. Like, you know, I just I can't believe you would distrust me. I I can't believe that you, like all this stuff is like, oh my god. Yep. The only thing that I I like I like everything about what happened. I just. And like you wouldn't know this 
without having done it before, but I've looked into Zone of Truth before and I don't like it as a spell because the way that it works, you as the caster don't know right. who is affected or not. Right. So like if I were ever a cleric casting it, I, I just don't like the spell because it's like, well, if I don't know that they are under the effects of it. Exactly. That's why I'm like, it's not a huge deal because you guys could have rolled to be, you know, telling lies and he wouldn't have known. Like he doesn't yeah. know. Like, I just wish, I wish that the caster, maybe it would be too powerful if the caster I think it'd be too him. powerful if they could tell. And that's, and I, I think the, the, the point is to leave it to be able to be unknown. And actually, a, a small point, not to get into an argument, but a small point of disagreement. I actually tend not to roll sense motive very often. The only times I do it are when I feel like I'm uncertain if meta knowledge is creeping in. Else, I think that I'd just rather uh, play my character and seed the doubts of suspicion that they may or may not have. I did that a lot with Aiden where sometimes he doubted people and sometimes he didn't face something. Yeah, to me, but to me that's no different than if you're taking like you fail a monster lore check, but then you're like, oh screw it, I actually know what this is. Let me just play based on that anyway. Uh n- I don't feel that way because I feel like it doesn't need a roll. Like the only time I would roll for it is like in, in situations where I, I don't I'd have to read their face, which I obviously can't do in this situation. When it is something that they said, I feel like that's in the realm of, of my character. Well, you know that it's a blatant lie. Like if you right. know that it's not like why would you have to sense motive when you know for a fact that it's a lie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to Brandon's point about like bonuses to the checks and whatnot, um, he is technically correct. Uh, when yep. you make a bluff check, there is modifiers depending on believability. So if the lie is unlikely, you take a minus five. If you possess convincing proof, you get a plus 10. So if you guys had done a sense motive against Jessup or Kieran, they have physical marks to corroborate their story. So they would His have gone. His ring is gone, convincing. nowhere to be found. Yeah. So it's one of those where it's like, if, you, if we had gone the way of sense motive and bluff, that's perfectly within the rules correct but i also think that like from from uh gideon's perspective there's no reason to doubt them right it's just it's just weird there, there's no reason to doubt like why would he ever doubt i uh kieran and jessup there's literally zero reason and that's where if we had been like no we don't want to be in the zone of truth that's gonna put doubt in your mind so i knew that we couldn't do that because at that point you're gonna be like well, if we don't have anything to doubt about you, then why why are you? Well, I think being it's partly like the wording. I think it was the wording. Um, when Oren said, "Oh, we should cast it on everybody to get our stories straight," it sounds like he didn't mean it to be. I'm going to question you guys, but right. when he said that, I thought that's what he was saying. I was like, "Why? Why are you including them?" Like that was no, my thought out but, of game. But, I, but my yes, I, I see how that word gets to mean both though. But what he really meant was get our stories straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I understand what he meant now, but like when he said that the first time, I took it as him questioning them, which I didn't stop him and say like, why would Oren want to do that? Because I was just, but like, that's what I thought. So them thinking that is, I, I, I can see why they would yeah. think that too. I can see that. However, it also seems a little, I don't know if it's over defensive or if Gideon would be into that. I don't think he would, but it, it was a little like, uh, yeah, no, we don't doubt you, man. <laughs> like we've been through a lot. <laughs> so, and that's why I said our story. So the idea behind it was basically that we were going to go to the dwarf and like, I, I specifically said, so we can speak freely and no one has doubt about the truth of what we're saying. I said that before we even resurrected the dwarf saying like, she wouldn't doubt what we're saying. Oh, see. And I, 
I took that to mean like when we're going to corroborate our story, we're each going to go around a circle and we're going to say what happened. That's how I oh, took yeah. it. Uh, oh, and that's where I, I was like, okay, no, no, no. So that I, yeah, there was a big, big, big misunderstanding there. Our group is very good on communication. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> no, but I think that I don't hate how that played out in the in the game because that makes maybe I don't know what Kieran's thoughts are. Maybe he's guilty. You know, maybe he's feeling a little, you know, over over concerned about that kind of stuff, and so those those types of casual words are sticking out to him. I don't think that's a bad story at all. I think it tends to be the case both in game and out of game discussion when we within this group that I think it's just a different way of of thinking like it's it's been a common thing in the past where Justin will say a thing Sarah and I especially take it a certain way and there's a big misunderstanding until it's clarified that he meant a totally different thing which is a valid interpretation of what he said but it's just it seems like the way we think is just very different from each other I guess yeah it must be because you're right it has come up several times and I'm like it has come up a couple of times at all but that's fine yeah because like when you explain what you were when you re-explain what you meant it's like okay yeah that that makes sense and then like when Sarah explains how she took it she's like yeah that's that's what I was thinking no actually uh Justin is a compulsive liar and he's really good at manipulation (laughs) and he's actually just using the weasel word fallacy so he can wiggle his way out of saying things he'd make a great politician you know, no, I didn't really mean to implicate you. All I was suggesting was rather, you know, you just backpedal. Yep. It's great. Yep. That's what I do all day, every day. Yep. Yep. Words <laughs> or statements that are intentionally ambiguous or misleading. That's pretty much Justin all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, you could even expect that. But like, if I hadn't messaged Jason already and been like, I'm going to use this tomorrow, just FYI, so that everybody does metagaming, right. where all that even went down of like, hey, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to do this tomorrow because I didn't trust the guy to begin with. Well, and this whole situation has been a little awkward to play out because I have meta knowledge that I wouldn't have otherwise. But I do sometimes wonder, like, are there hints and clues that like Gideon might have picked up on that something about this situation is weird? I don't think so. I don't think so. But you're also. Yeah. But you're also you're, you're playing that line this whole time because you as an audience participant have have knowledge. People, for example, I think they're like watching on screen on the TV show would be flipping out right now at some of the dialogue, you know? It'd be a riveting moment indeed. Yeah, it, it's one of those where it's, it's hard to say like if we had gone to a different Discord chat and right. what, the two what of you we, had zero understanding of what had happened correct. Uh, and what, the con- previous conversation, it's just like I brought you back in and I'm just like, okay, so this is the situation, guys. Like, right. would you have acted the same way or not? It's very hard to say. But... Uh, that is where we will pick it up next week.